on this, our 51st episode of Talk About Board Games. We go mad building bombs out of sheets, sheep stomachs. With the help of our guild, we list our favorite games played in 2016, and we have a 5 for 5 finale for the game Imperial Settlers. Okay, two questions. What? How do you build a bomb out of a sheep stomach? What? If you just put the right stuff in that stomach and tie it really tight, <laughs> put a fuse out the hole. <laughs> I don't remember that being part of that game. <laughs> it's, it's not as simple as a bird's stomach where you just got to put rice in there and to, tie off the end. <laughs> no, you're going to have to clarify. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. We play a couple games, and then you put them together, you get bombs in a sh- out of sheep stomach. <laughs> Okay, and if you can guess those games <laughs> before we get there, <laughs> doesn't matter. You're really smart. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, okay. it all will be revealed. Oh, good. But good. here's something to reveal about our last year. Well, I had two questions. What? Go. Is it settlers or <laughs> settlers? Well, let's look. S e t t l e. It's settlers. Settlers. Did I say settlers? You said settlers. Should I start this episode we're, over? We're settling. <laughs> Should I start this over? So, are you settling <laughs> or are you settling? <laughs> I'm not starting this over. I don't okay. care. I'm well, going to then... settle for that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Nicole, it's a brand new year and Yay. many as, as many resolutions uh, we 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 didn't get done. There's lots of them. Like what? Like I, I never got videos online. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> now, I had stuff kind of lined up that, that someone was going to do two, some work for us. Two pounds. Oh, boy. Was that your goal? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> but I said I was going to put some videos online, and I had stuff kind of set up, and I kind of like things in order, you know, before I just launch out there and release, you know, stuff that just kind of feels half done. Even though if I went back to our original episode, I would feel like we released it half done at this yeah. point. But... It sounds awful. At the time, I felt like, oh, well, at least I've got the bare minimum to put an episode out. Right. You know? We should just do it. Do what? Just put a video online. If no one likes it, well, then that'll be no different than any other day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I apologize to all our listeners who actually do like us. Yes, we appreciate you. This is Nicole's fault, not mine. Right? Her. <laughs> not me. <laughs> In the subject line, no, no, says, no. Nicole, you're wrong. No, people, I'm not sucking up for love, okay, here now. But I'm just saying we should just do it. Seriously. Just make it happen. I can't. You're going to have to. You're Here's something I did. I did accomplish what 26 more episodes of tabcast <laughs> what i'm gonna get well i didn't do 26 yet did i yes i did how many episodes no. i do of tabcast 25 because we're almost at well no we, we started at did we episode, do 26 no because 25 oh, is where we started the actual we started we did at 25, 25 which we would did be 26 because it's number 51 right and this is our 26th episode but this is a whole new year you're on a new year. It is a new year. Well, congratulations. Happy New Year. Well, what did you accomplish other than two pounds? I got a promotion. Did at you? work. That was nice. Was that a goal? It wasn't really a goal, but I'll take it. I honestly was just trying to keep my head above water and get to this year. Do you I have just, any new resolutions? I don't know. I just want to try and, like, 
improve myself in general, be nicer to people. Really? No, 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 no. I don't want to, I'm not really? saying that. Well, not that I don't want to be nicer to people, but I don't think I'm mean to people, but I want to be more aware of how I'm making other people feel. And I oh. want them to be happier for having been around me. Let's start than what with they were me. before they were around I'm me. I'm very upset. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's not start with me. I'll make you dinner. You can't. I'm making dinner. Why? Because I'm frying up fish tonight. Yep. It is your job to fry the fish. That's right. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't have any Enough new resolutions. Fish. I mean, honestly, my only resolution is once again to disappoint everybody by trying to get video online and no. do, it, do it some way. You're going to do it. <laughs> I might be able to harass the guy who is going to do the video like introduction, like or at least the computer parts of it. He's unemployed now. And so he has nothing but time, and I'm going to try to harass him still and get it done. You gave him a Christmas present. Tell I know. Him, tell him to give you that video. I know. My my soon. little video animation equals one bottle of tequila. There you go. Because <laughs> that's what he got. Moving right along. <laughs> All right, let's just find out what got played. We like to game with gods. We like to game with dice. So this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. Okay, Nicole. Yeah. First up. Now, we played two of these games we played while we were getting your oil change done. I and I had played both of these games with Travis already. Because you cheat. And these are the two games that are the bookends of my little sheep uh, stomach bombs. Because I played, <laughs> and first we'll talk about Manhattan Project Chain Reaction, but later we'll talk about haggis, a dish traditionally served up in a sheep stomach. <laughs> right. Okay. You so, cannot get that in the States, like the actual traditional version. I'm sure you can do whatever you want if you talk to the right farmer. I don't know, because like you can't get a goose. Well, not a Canadian goose. Right. Nobody can raise those. You can't kill them and eat them. Can you eat them in Canada? I mean, they're their own geese, right? I mean, I'm sure they have a hunting season like anybody else. They're, I, well, someday. We're here to talk about Manhattan Project, not I know, geese. but I want to eat a Canadian goose. It's delicious. Right. You haven't had one in a long time. Neither have I, though. Shh. I don't think we were supposed to have that one either. So moving right along. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Manhattan Project Chain Reaction. Now, Manhattan Project is a game that's uh, the original one. It's, this is, so this is a card game based off of an original game that was a worker placement game where you race to build bombs and you're just trying to get them. Sometimes you can load them on planes, but ultimately you just score points for producing bombs. Right. And bombs usually uses a sequence of, you know, generating this item to create that item to then go to this, you know, fulfill this recipe. And it in the original game... Different types of workers. Right. To, to generate resources that then you use those resources with more workers to generate uranium, which then generated bombs. But you could build, in, in the original game, you could build games out of just uh, the uh, yellow cake. Well, you could build planes, too, and go bomb your friends. Right, because in, in the original game, you could, put, you could put several of these buildings in play that would be your own personal little factory buildings that could generate stuff more efficiently than the main board could. Right. And, of course, you could build fighter planes and bombers to bombers to bomb other people's factories and fighter planes to defend your factories from other people's bombers. Right. So, so they took all of this right. and put it in a little card game. <laughs> Except they got rid of the bombers and they got rid of the fighter planes. Well, they kind of got rid of the having your own buildings they did. in general. Right. Too. Right. Because now you're you're just uh, you're you're still doing worker placement, but you're generating workers on cards that you get into play. 
And uh, they're cards that you just draw off a common deck. Right. That you get to have your little hand of cards and you're playing these cards out and then you're discarding them at the end of the turn. So then you just draw back up and you have a new hand of cards. And you're trying to generate one of three different types of workers. You generate scientists. Uh, These are, by the way, I forgot to mention, these are multi-purpose cards. And you can either do a main action on them, which is usually like transforming one good or one kind of of worker to another worker or several other workers or yellow cake into uranium or something like that. Or you can turn it on its side and generate just workers with that card. Right. So you can play this card either way and you kind of play them in a chain, laying them on top of each other and saying, this guy generates these two guys, these two guys that I use on this card played, you know, vertically instead of horizontally to create three yellow cake. And then these three, you know, then you take three yellow cake tokens and then you say, okay, these three yellow cake I'm going to use on this little bomb card or this little card to create one, you know, uranium. And you kind of go through this sequence, and that's why it's a chain reaction. Right. It's because you go through all these cards, and you have cards that generate more cards and all kinds of stuff like that. <clears throat> but uh, you, you are still building bombs. The bombs are always available on the table face up. There's a little market of bombs that can be built at this turn. <clears throat> and uh, you're generating these laborers, you know, like once again to, you know, and they become laborers, scientists, or engineers, and they kind of go all over the place. So there's really... There's not much rhyme to the reason. You can use them. There's, well. there's some generic cards in the middle, too, that become spaces you can always use, but the the, the rate of, of trans, you know, transaction or whatever is not that good. You know, you'd have to do, like, three scientists for one yellow cake or something like that, whereas the card version, the worst it ever gets is two for two or something like that, you know? I don't know. I thought it was still pretty hard to generate your resources on some of these. Right. Well, either way, the... <laughs> <laughs> Once you get, you know, usually these cards generate workers. Uh, they generate yellow cake. Yellow cake generates uranium. Uranium is used to create bombs. I didn't see any bombs, and there's no bombs in this game that create that can be created with just yellow cake. You have to you have to have uranium. Right. And in the other one, I think it didn't have like uranium and plutonium or something like that. I don't. remember. It had two different levels. We haven't played it for like two it, or it's three been a years. While. Um, Several of the cards in this game do allow you to steal resources from the other player. Uh, Which you, that is mean and nasty. Right, because if they have to generate something like uranium, it takes a long time or a lot of resources to do, and then for you just to casually take it. Uh, they have these weird espionage cards, and that's what they do. They steal people's stuff. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> it plays pretty quick. It's probably 10 to 15 minutes. It's... Uh, you play till 10 points of bombs, which is usually three bomb cards. You can Max. get you can get there in two, but you're probably going to play three, like the first person to build three bomb cards. The game just ends instantly. There's not another turn. I don't think there's any kind of even play. No, there is even play. You still there get is even, even play, play but, but, it's, but it's still, I don't know. I kind of felt like whoever got that first card, right. they're going to win. You mean the bomb card, the first, the first build? Yeah, whoever builds a bomb card first is going to be the winner. I never was able to come back from behind. I'll tell you that I played this three times with Travis and three times with you, I think, and I think I won every single game. Well, that just figures. Not because I'm good at playing. I just I just get it. It's it's an unagi kind of thing. Yeah. Salmon skin roll. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get it. I would have preferred to, instead of just playing it to 10 points, I know you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to ever do that, but I would have rather gone through the whole stack of bomb cards mm-hmm. and then add them up at the end. Because then it'd be, it's right. less certain of, of who would have actually won. Um, to get those chain reactions, you really have to build your machine 
And while I might be slower getting there, I might have had a chance over the long game if there were a long game. Well, but if your, you're only playing until 10, there's not. Your machine is generated every single turn. You don't get... There's no retention of anything other than just your yellow cake or uranium. Right, but getting the uranium... Turn, in between and turns and bomb cards. I could just never... I don't know. I just couldn't... I never got it as quickly as you did. Period. You got close, like, one time it seemed like for a little bit. Then all of a sudden I just came across, like, the ultimate chain reaction and just got a whole bunch of cards. Yeah. Um, I'd say... I think the game's okay. Personally, I think it's a far cry from the original game. Yeah. The original game was a really smart worker placement that kind of came out of nowhere and was sort of an underdog favorite. I think that that it's... It was very... It's fairly unique in theme and uh, really yeah. stood on its own with a, with a few unique elements, you know, that, that kind of was separate from a lot of the other worker placements that are out there, namely the bombers and the fighters and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And, and it just that you were, it's very much a resource management game. You know, you're trying to generate this and, and then convert this into that and then convert this into bombs and bombs can change because the market's, you know, you know, constantly fluid. It's moving and people buy cards and now all of a sudden, and there's a lot more variety of bombs in the original game too than this one. There's only like three or four variables in this one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's okay. It plays considerably faster than the the original one. It oh, remains yeah. a lot. It, it does retain a lot of the uh, the flavor, feeling kind of like the the you know hey by building bombs and it still has those little you know generic you know little scientist worker guys and stuff still feel like you're building bombs, but it cuts out all of the what I, what made me feel like the original one was really unique, you know? Yeah. It made it really unique. I'd rather spend a little bit longer and play the original <clears throat> than to play the little shorter version. But, but this one's very portable. It and the was footprint very, yeah. is about, for two people, the footprint's about 18 inches by 12 inches. So if you're going to go get your oil changed, then have to sit there for an hour, you might as well. Yeah, absolutely playable on a card table yeah. of almost any size. Yeah. So uh, that's Manhattan Project. I, I recommend it if you're wanting just a fast game. It's fine, and it's and it does change up things pretty well from other s- small games, but don't expect the original Manhattan game in this box because it's just not there. Right. Okay. So up next, let's just go ahead and jump into Haggis so we get this sheep bombs. <laughs> God, you hate me so much. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Haggis is a traditional... This is the thing. I, we finished this game, and we were still kind of confused about the scoring on it. It still seemed wonky, is I, what I remember about this. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> this is like a traditional trick-taking game, sort of like Spades, where you're trying to one-up other people, but you're playing sets of cards and, and pairs of cards and stuff like that. And then you have to, if someone plays a pair, you have to play a higher valued pair in order to take the set and you score the cards in the set. And it has that same kind of feeling like spades where you're trying to wrestle control away from the other person. So you're constantly trying to get that control back so that you can kind of, I didn't you know, want to be in control because I would just one up you half the time. Yeah. See, that's the thing is that you you kind of have to play it by ear and know when to take control back. If you have if you have uh, exceptionally weak cards, you don't want the other person to. You probably want to have the other person lead, you know. But it's all it's it's really you are very victim of your deck in this game, like you are in Spades. Uh, so here's the thing: you get uh, the game comes with a fifth suit that allows for up to three players to play it, and that's what's kind of unique about this. The maximum players three. 
It's a two to three player game. That is really unique. <clears throat> so you've got five suits of one to ten and three sets of royal cards that act as wild cards. So you have a jack, king, queen, and ace that act as wild cards, right? Right. Um, Isn't there another <clears throat> card? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so each turn you uh, either play a single card or several of a kind or a run of a single suit to start a trick. Players afterward have to supersede the highest card in the set or sequence. The last one able to play cards takes the cards. Uh, the first to run out of cards gets a 15-point bonus because that's what you're trying to do, and everyone scores their taken tricks. Uh, and you also lose points based on how many cards you have in your hand still, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I did not get this game. Right, right. Uh, so where this differs uh, is you can bet at the beginning of all these as well. This is another difference between Spade and a lot of trick-taking games. As you do get to bet at the front of the game, you get to bet 30 points for a light win, or 15 points for a light win, and 30 points is a heavy one that you will run out of cards. So you get to basically just say, I'm either going to get... It's a 30-point it's a swing if you bet a light win. And it's a it's a sixty point swing if you bet a, a a heavy win. Did we do that? Yes. I don't remember even doing that. Well, Travis and I did it for sure. I don't, I don't know if you and I did. did. Uh, but if you fail, the people who didn't bet will get these points. Okay. Uh, also, there's these things called bombs that you can do. Now, every one of these little wild cards you have, you can add them to a run, like or to a trick to try to make it more, you know, powerful. Or you can save them and play them in these combinations to do a bomb. Now, a bomb automatically gives you power of or control of the cards back, but gives the trick to the other opponent, to the opponent. Normally, when you win a trick, you stay in control and you get to lead the next trick. I know this is all awful. If you've never played trick-taking games, this all these words are just awful, I've and I know I've played trick-taking games, <laughs> and this one was awful. Okay. Well, these special combinations will give you, you know, give the other trick the player, you know, to the other player, but you get the lead. And I will say, Haggis, I'm not going to say awful. Nicole says awful. I say there's better ones out there. There, I mean, if I was going to, if I was going to play this or play, say, Mystery Rummy. I'd play Mystery Rummy. I don't get that one either. I, it just doesn't click with me for some reason. <clears throat> I'd play Diamonds. Right. Diamonds is a much better game than this. But Diamonds, you have to have... Three players minimum. Yeah. Because you, you have to do some uh, interacting stuff a lot more. Right. Uh, for a two-player trick-taking game, I'm saying buy any Mystery Rummy anything than Haggis. Haggis is like a, a crowd favorite. And I know, uh, what's that other one, that Japanese one or Chinese one that's always... Tenchu? Yeah, I think that's Tichu. another... Tichu is another one that people always seem to kind of push that I've never played. Yeah, I don't... This one's okay. I mean, it's it's honestly probably going on my trade pile. Okay. Which is really hard because people don't trade small games. I know. <laughs> that's what I found out. So I may I may just take it up to like a like a half price books or something and sell it. It's okay. It I've got good. I've got other ones that are better. Yeah. So Haggis. Uh, <laughs> the third one I played now, Nicole didn't get a chance to play this, but I just talk about it briefly. Uh, I played tides of madness. Uh, tides of madness is the sequel to, uh, what is it? Tides of time. Tides of time, which was which a, you have right here written down tides of time. <laughs> well, I wanted you to be included. <laughs> <laughs> now it plays much the same. You draft five cards at the start, which means that, you know, you, uh, you each have a hand of five cards, and you each select a card, pass the other four cards to the other person, and this is a two-player game. Exclusively. So you, right. And so you pass them to the other player, and they pass you theirs, and you pick another one, and you go back and forth like that until you uh, get until all of them are gone. 
uh, when you the cards have a symbol uh, that usually on each one of them that makes other cards bonus like score bonus points. So you're looking for one of like four or five different symbols that are in the game and like saying, okay, well, this card has a leaf in the upper left hand corner. And this other card that I drafted says uh, you score two points for every leaf card in play. And so you kind of uh, you kind of take turns going back and forth, playing cards into play. And, you know, when you you draft, that's another thing you do. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention when you're drafting the cards, you're playing the cards at the same time. So you're actually like picking a card, you put it face down on the table, the other person does the same thing, you you pass the four cards over the other person, you flip the card, you put face down on the table, face up. So now you kind of know where the other person went with their card play, and whether it's going to affect what your next choice is going to be, because it might be like you, you, you especially once you've got your cards back again, Mm -hmm. and you know there's only one card that the other opponent can score with, you know, you might take that card right now to keep him from getting five points or whatever, you know, for this card. Right. And there's a lot of stuff like that. Now, what this, this that, that's all the same as Tides of Time. And you play three rounds of it. Every round you get to keep a card. And so by the end, you're scoring higher and higher points because you have a couple of legacy cards on the table when you play your last five. So your last, you know, your first round, you score five cards. Second round, you score six. Third round, you score seven. That's all the same as Tides of Time. This thing adds one more thing. It puts these little madness symbols on the card, which is symbolized by just like these little tentacles on the side of the card, right by the little bonus display. And what happens is, is when you score these, every one of those madnesses that you have on your, on your, uh, in front of you gives you like a madness token. And if you ever get like a certain number of madness tokens, if you ever go over nine is what it is, you automatically lose the game because you're driven mad and you can't score points if you're mad. You have to be happy. Right. So there's this weird thing about now they add this next, this new mechanic of like trying to force people who are going high in madness to take more madness. But madness cards score more points and are easier to generate points. And if you have the highest madness at the end of the turn, you get bonus effects for having the most madness. Got it. You get like an extra point or something like that or like, uh, I can't remember what it is. I can't remember. But anyways. (laughs) And then I have no idea. (laughs) Right. So anyways... This so, madness effect really it really makes it a little more interesting and it adds one more element of an auto loss if you don't really watch what's going on. And it, and it actually it kind of enhances the game. I, I know it's I know it's this and the new the new locations are all HP Lovecraft, you know, written about locations and stuff like City of Ryla. Well, I really like, like the artwork in Tides of Time. Was it comparable in the <laughs> Oh, new absolutely. Okay. They're all really neat. It's all it's so dramatic looking when you look at the backgrounds and they're beautiful cards, but they uh Beside that, even if you don't care about that, just the added effect of trying to force losses and playing, you know, playing a little more risky now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not so much like before your most risky move was if I pass this card, it might not come back to me. Right. Do I play this one right now or do I take the bonus one? If he thinks this card's coming back or another card's coming back, he might steal my high bonus card or whatever. And you kind of get in these little dilemmas like that. But now on top of it, you're like, if he sends back the wrong madness card, I'm going to die, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) <laughs> and so you start going into that kind of mode. Okay. I think the madness effect is like you can reduce your madness by a couple if you're the highest. But I ended up, I, I know that I played this with Travis, and he only wanted to play one time because I beat him pretty soundly. And the uh, <laughs> and that ruins games for him. I, it's for some reason. But the uh, I know that I was like at eight madness at the end of the game. Like I was right up to tippy toe and, you know, right up to the line of, of having the most madness and, right. and going insane and losing the game. And I did, I pulled it off. I, I recommend it. If you don't have Tides of Time, 
silly you. And if you don't have, and, and if you don't, go ahead and just buy Tides of Madness because it, it's a solid game. It's such a, a good two-player filler time waster kind of thing. I mean, you can't go wrong with this. Unless like, you have no one who wants to play a like two-player last, And this is, this is attached. The reason we need to talk about this, too, is because it's attached to your oil change before this last one. We played Tides of Time five times during that one oil change. Yeah. And it was good every single time. Yeah. It's so much fun. And the points swing all over the place. We had a, we had a varied amount of games with varied results, and it was it was a really good time. And this one's, I know, exactly the same. I always like when you get to go with me on, a, on oil changes. Of course you do. Well, because we play games. Because then we suffer together. Otherwise, I, no. Otherwise, I just sit there and play on my iPad and <laughs> eat a bagel by myself. All right. Well, that's what's got played right there. Okay? That's enough for this episode. That's enough. That is enough. But here's the thing. Let's not just talk about this episode, because this is a New Year's episode. Right. Okay? And we played a lot of games last year. Okay? And since the yearly turn is over, it's usually a time for reflection, isn't it? Think about your year and how good it was. And Are we jumping on the bandwagon? Are we? I think so. What's the bandwagon? Everybody has to tell everything that they <laughs> liked about the previous year. <laughs> no. I asked the guild a question, and let's find out about it in this piqued interest. Wow, would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right, Nicole. Fred. I asked for our first episode of 2017, I asked, what was your favorite game you played for the first time in 2016? Yeah, it's the bandwagon. No, it's not, because the bandwagon would be, what's your favorite new game of 2016? (laughs) I don't ask that question. In fact, I specify this is not about the latest games as much as a personal discovery that you made, you know, about a game in 2016, your favorite game you played. And to be fair to everyone, I don't want it to be from 2016. I want to know what your favorite game was doesn't have to be. Okay. Okay? So, Jeff was the first person to come up with one. Uh, his favorite game, for, played for the first time this year, was Above and Below. We played that for the first time in 2016 as well. Yep. <laughs> he says he loves this game. He can't win, but he loves it just the same. The storytelling, though a little fractured, is compelling and the art is fantastic. I agree. And, <laughs> now... Let's just let's just stop there. Let's pause there in Jeff's comments for a moment. Okay, we're pausing. I agree, but I will say, just like I said in the last episode, it's a it's an okay game with story elements that bump it over the okay line to right. make it really fun. Without that storytelling, if my book burned up, I would throw that game away. <laughs> well, that would ruin the game anyway. I know, I know it would. <laughs> but that game, I, I do like it. Above and Below is good. Uh, he says, and because... He goes on, I had a three-way tie for the top game, and I only chose by alphabetical order, is what he says. Uh, He also liked Agricola. He finally played it. It sat on his shelf, taunting him. He finally got it down, and he thinks it'll get lots of play in the coming year. I liked Agricola. It's okay. Agricola's okay. I'd Um, probably, if you ask me right now, I'd probably play Above and Below first, though. So would I, and I would probably play Caverna first, too. So, anyways. But that's not the choices. These are the two. 
Right. Now his his third pick is Galaxy Trucker. He got to play a friend's copy. He loved everything about the game. The slow, then frantic, then silent, then mumbling curses of building <laughs> of the building process, then the laughter and loud cursing during the convoy action, and definitely one that he would like to add to his collection. Now, I got the big box version of this, and mm-hmm. all we've ever played is the base game like two or three times, right? At like once. No, we played it Did more we than play that. Did play it more than mm-hmm. once? Yeah. I don't remember. Fun game. I've got the app. That's another option you might try, Jeff. Uh, it plays pretty much the same. You get to pick one token up and then put it back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, still really fun. Those are good choices. I, I I don't disagree with any of those. A fine 2016 if you discovered all those games, oh, I'm Out sure. of those three, if you ask me right now, I'd play Galaxy Trucker because it's been the longest since we got to play it. I'd love to play it again. I would probably play Galaxy Trucker over Above and Below, just barely. And I'd play Above and Below above Agricola. Okay. So that would be my order. <laughs> okay. Uh, he says he has some runner-ups. Uh, I love that about him. Do you? I always have runners-up. <laughs> Which uh, he said will get more plays in the new year. He said Dreamwell. Now, Dreamwell is one I, I meant. He's mentioned this before. It's I, this 4x4 four four grid of tiles. It's a competitive game. You are using a like, uh, little pawn that you move across these tiles, and you are competing to find against other players to find your friends in this dreamland. And these tiles sort of become a maze to get through. Uh, and you take actions that move your pawn and also can manipulate the tiles, like rotating them and stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty cool. I've, I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, his other, another one of his is Puerto Rico. I, I love Puerto Rico. I don't know if I like it more than San Juan or not. I get him confused. They both have that same concept of you you take an action and I get a smaller version of the same action. Oh, So it's very much right. roll for the galaxy, race for the galaxy is all based off that same idea. Yeah, that's good you know, too. But, but Puerto Rico is, I think, the original one who did that. And San Juan was the card game version that they followed that up with that I think... Yeah, I think it did a really good job with it. Made a really fun card game. Mm-hmm. But uh, Puerto Rico's good. Yeah. Uh, he also has one more. Now, this, is, this is the one I found the most interesting. <clears throat> Not because I'm going to add it to our collection, just because it sounded kind of fun. This is uh, La Chasse a Gigamons. So I think it's like the chase of the Gigamons. <laughs> so, Your uh, French is awful. Well, let's hear yours. No. Go. No. Okay, so I win. Uh <laughs> French contest settled. Fred Krueger wins La over chasse Nicole. La chasse au It's terrible. Je m'appelle Claude. I know. <laughs> uh, but this one seems to be a fun game steered towards a younger audience. Uh, if you have young people, then this one, this one is something you should definitely check out. Uh, it has a grid of tiles that gets laid out of the table in a three-by-three three fashion. Uh, it involves the old like m- mechanic of flipping a tile and trying to match faces on the tiles. And these faces are known in this game as Elamons. Uh, now, this is where it sort of jumps off from that classic, you know, flip the tiles, collect the tiles kind of thing. Because when you match the tiles, you get to collect that Elamon and you receive its ability, uh, which and then replace the tiles from the tile deck back on the table face down. Now, the abilities include stuff like peeking at face down tiles on the on the table. You get to swap tiles with other, you know, swap your Elamons with other people's Elamons. Uh, and you get to take extra turns, all kinds of stuff like that. Now, once you, uh, your real goal is to get three of these Elamons of a like kind and then trade them in to get Gigamons. Gigamons are just big monsters, and you're trying to get three of these to win the game. 
Is this like a Pokemon thing? I don't know. I mean, you know, loosely, but ultimately you're just trying to collect these certain kind to upgrade them to some other kind and you get little player powers when you do. And it just seemed like a little more interesting than, than you know, your old, whatever that other one was. I, and it sounds cool. It's not bad. It's 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 set on Board Game Geek geared for five to twelve. Oh well. So like I said, it's geared towards I a might younger be able audience. To catch on. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to catch them all. The uh, but I, I thought this I don't sounded think they're pretty Pokemon, fun. But they they sound like. <clears throat> it sounded pretty fun for for that age group. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's La Chasse au Gigamon. <laughs> was that better? That I don't was, know. Sure. Whatever. All right. All right. Rodney came up next. He said uh, he was short and sweet. He said Scythe. It was fun following the hype on Kickstarter. And when it finally arrived, it was better than he expected in terms of components and gameplay. Even as the expansions Ooh. now. And he's excited to get it to the table again. It's sitting upstairs. <laughs> I swear we have you not played this. It. it is so. I mean, I just looked at like some like component video of it the yeah. other day. Just kind of like on somebody else's video. And I was just like. That looks like the coolest game. That will like, never Like, I want to play. play it so bad. Someday. <laughs> I want to play it. Anyways, Scythe. Rodney says Scythe, and I, I think it's probably, you know, safe to believe the hype on that one for sure. Yeah. I've uh, not heard anything bad right. about it at all. Right. Uh, Brendan added his picks. He said he played four games of Star Wars Rebellion, two of which he didn't finish because of time. Uh, he says, watch <laughs> out for the length on this with players like Travis and Nicole. What? Or, I mean, sorry, uh, analysis paralysis players is oh. what he says. <laughs> but he says it's still his favorite game that he that he first played in 2016, followed closely by... Now, let's just pause there because Star Wars Rebellion, I'm not going to get... I talked about getting it's it too long last year. It's just I don't want that length of experience, and I know it's primarily a two-player game, so it'd be something you and I could do for a whole afternoon. I just don't know. I don't. I don't want it. I know. I just know that. Yeah. So I'm glad he likes it, though. I I'd love to play it with someone. I don't want to have to buy it. Right. I think I'd play somebody else's copy one afternoon and say, hey, thanks for the experience. Now I know I don't have to buy it. Well, I just, we never, I mean, it's hard enough for us to, to get right. motivated. And I've also heard, I also heard one person comment that when you saw, when he saw the price tag and he got the box and he actually opened it up and looked at what was there, he didn't feel like it was enough stuff. I I've actually heard that. that. I've actually heard that from yeah. somebody, but that was but, somebody. You know, everybody's cheap. Not me. <laughs> Okay, I'm super cheap. Uh, me too. So um, the next thing he says, followed closely by Seafall, which he's also played three or four games of. He says it's wicked fun that game. He doesn't hate all the hate. He doesn't he doesn't get all the hate from the haters. <laughs> they stink. Also, uh, it seems like everyone he heard uh, review the game is playing a five player game, and his three player game is going great. <laughs> um, huh? Yeah. This guy. I'm not going to get this game. We we just we just wrapped up Pandemic Legacy and it took us almost a whole year, I'd say at least a month of it because a month extra because Matt wouldn't let us finish until we had played only up to the month we were on for the entire year because it became he's his crazy. thing. But the uh, I, I'm not going to play another Legacy game unless it's just Nicole and I. I, I think that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah, if they come out with another legacy game that we can do as two-player, right. we'll do that. Yeah, I mean, and of course they are coming out with uh, Legacy Two. Like season two, but I don't uh, even pandemic. Yeah. You mean? I think I'm going to make Matt buy it though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. But here's the thing about Seafall. If you're interested in this, 
Listener Daniel has been uh, keeping a spoiler-free game session diary on our guild of his Seafall experience, and he's like a game 12 or something like that. Well, so he's, he's got getting like really a spoiler part end. where you can click on it right. and it'll tell you whatever you want to know. Right, and it's pretty interesting so far because he's playing this in a game store setting with uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people that aren't like good friends of his and him or anything like that. They might be good friends. They didn't I think say. they're just their acquaintances. You okay. know, I don't think they spend the holidays with each other or anything like that. No idea. So I don't know if they knitted him a sweater. Or right. No idea. Right. But it's pretty interesting so far. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to listen to or just kind of read how it, how it feels to play these tournaments. Cause I know when we played risk, these tournaments got sour quick. Cause when, when someone's like getting close to winning the game and other people tag team him, and he doesn't, he doesn't really care, but he kind of obviously knows that they're just stopping him from winning and that he has to just play through this pantomime of them actually succeeding at this until the very end uh-huh. where one of them's going to have to make a hard decision. It gets a little long in the tooth every game. Yeah. <laughs> so what, did you have anything to add about Seafall? Um, just one thing. Can yeah. you go back to that sentence, wicked fun that game, and please say it with a Boston accent? No, I can't. Because I the way you said it is like, you should never say that again. What? Wicked fun, that game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not right. I don't got it. I don't, have, I don't have a Boston. Can you do it with Chicago accents? Can you do What accent? Like, can you not do that? Well, other than yours, can you not do that with? I don't care. I don't know. You're not going to try? Okay. You Moving can try right one. You try one. I, no, I, no, I can't. I mean, I, I don't even know. I did my little French. If I tried accent. to do Boston, I kind of need, you know, I don't even know. I can't do it either. <laughs> just sound like a moron. Anyhow, moving right along. But you just sounded like a goof. You're a goof. I love you, babe. Whatever. All right, here we go. <laughs> now, uh, Glenn then chimed in, and uh, he said, let me say that I really I really like Scythe, but The Gallerist mm. is probably his favorite game of 2016. Uh, he says it's so chunky and not as hard to learn as it was purported on Board Game Geek. Because Board Game Geek has a five a five point scale mm-hmm. on how difficult something is, and this one I checked it today rates like a four point three eight out of five, which is high. That's really high. That means that a game's stupidly complex. Right. Uh, he says it's elegant, rather fluid, and has multiple paths to victory. All things that he likes. Uh, he says he thinks he will end up liking Scythe more over time, but he just doesn't have enough plays of it yet. Now. <laughs> Let me just say, the Gallerist has topped, cracked the top board game geek 100. It's now sitting at 79. So this is not a game to be taken lightly at this point. Like for a game that didn't really get hyped up, to get this much support means that it does actually fill a, a large portion of the audience. You know, you know, a lot of the people on board game geek, it's really filling some sort of niche for them. Okay, now. You play as an art dealer, a curator, and an artist manager in this game, and it is a dense economic game of worker placement, set collecting, and commodity speculation. This means that you make, uh, you make, just all you're really trying to do is make the most money to win the game, but it involves in doing exhibits and selling art and luring visitors in your gallery, investing in art and hoping it becomes more, you know, expensive. So you're cool. trying to become trending, you know, like trending in the game, uh, and you try to build your reputation. The game, I mean, it looks beautiful. And I'm sure when the right deal crosses our path, because it has an $80 price attached to it, uh, when the right deal crosses our path, we'll probably end up with it in our collection. Oh, definitely. You know? But uh, we haven't got it yet. Now, that's all the contributors, Nicole. So let's reveal our top five games played in 2016 lists. Okay. You can go ahead and start with your number five, Nicole. Wait, i got to get my list here. Hold on. Okay. You just gave me that little sourpuss. I can't believe that. 
What? <laughs> Sourpuss me. All right. So my number five, you're going to be like, these are all lightweight. Let's do this. <laughs> Hair and tortoise. <laughs> that was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it made my list because you, your mom and I went out and uh, we do a homes tour thing every year at Christmas. And it's really a lot of fun. And we go out to lunch. Yeah. And she was telling me about Ladies a friend of hers out. that had... <laughs> Um, grandkids staying at the holidays and she was desperate to find something for them to do. And it just, I, that I remembered that game and pointed it out to your mom and she was going to buy that for, or tell her friend to buy that for the grandkids because it's really an accessible game. It's a, right. like a race game where you're, you're kind of betting. So I don't know, that part's probably not necessarily kid appropriate, but whatever. Right. They're going to figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um, but you, the different, uh, characters each have different movements that they can do, and mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out who's going to win based on, you know, betting on certain ones getting to go. You can explain it better. Go ahead, do it. Okay. So you <laughs> have this. Take over. You have this little. Just take over. You have this little tile board, like or tile like path that you build randomly at it's the start random. of the game, and everybody then gets like a secret betting card that you're going for to win, and then you get like a, a secret one that you're win- hoping will finish second. And you're trying to like, trying to force that issue of a first place and second place. If you do that, you score the most points. Well, then you're playing sets of cards, and other people can have repeating cards in their hands for what you're wanting as well. Someone else could have like a second place win for your first place guy. So it may come down to a coin toss whether you know he's going to win or not if both of you push that direction. However, everybody else has their own you know candidates that they're trying to get to win, and they're all these storybook characters like you know they got the tortoise the and the hare, they got the big bad wolf, they got little bo peep sheep, they got you know the uh, sheep stops at water. Right, and there's one more like a fox. There's a little fox guy too yeah. that, that runs along it, and they all move differently, and they all have little their own little unique things that they do. And all you're doing is playing down little sets of cards, and when the sets of cards reach a certain number, then everybody has An to active, everybody uh, activates. Everybody activates, and you stop, and everybody starts running forward again, you know, to see how far someone gets. And of course, they cross a finish line, and it's pretty. It's it's fairly random, but it's a nice little activity, and it's very visual. It's and it's, it's got a pretty good toy factor, too, because it even has a little grandstand at the very end of the race. And like it also has like a little archway with like a checkered flag, I think, that goes over the ending. Uh-huh. And you get to put little guys in the grandstand to see which place they, they were in, you know, with the... It's cute. It's fun. It's a fun little game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the coolest of those storybook games I've seen. It's one that kids can play, but it's one that, <laughs> you know, it, there's enough depth to it for an adult to enjoy as well. So I really right. enjoyed it. I right. liked it. That was your number five? That's my number five. My number five is Clank. Clank is uh, this dungeon crawl game. Now, we've got it now at this point. I went and got it from Tabletop. So and, excited. Uh, <laughs> this is a game where you, it's a push your luck dungeon crawl game. And you basically are going down into this little dungeon. The dungeon's split into two parts. There's a upper part where if you died up in there, you get to keep all the treasure that you, uh, and score all the treasure you've, you've gathered. But if you die in the lower part where there's more treasure and more valuable treasure, you lose your treasure. And you're trying to get down into the if bottom. If you escape altogether, you not only get to keep your treasure, but you get a bonus. Right. Now, this is a deck building game. So you're gathering cards and gathering items as you go and adding them to this deck of cards and playing these cards, you know, as, as you would any other <laughs> deck building game, getting bonuses off of each one. Now, you got to... <coughs> <coughs> sorry, you push down into the bottom of this this uh, this dungeon, 
and you collect one of these artifacts. And once you have one artifact, you can actually end the game by running right back out of the exit. And when you do, you start this sort of fast forwarding of the timer to make everyone else get out of the dungeon quick. So there is a certain strategy to this, to where you can just run in, grab the first artifact you come to and run out, and then watch and see if everybody survives or not. But one of the things that, that's really counting against you, and the fun thing about this is, the, the, as the name implies, you generate noise into this dragon bag that you generate clank into this dragon bag. And every, time, every round, whenever you, drag a, you get a dragon card out you, from the monster deck, you kind of mix around these tokens, and when you draw out your colored token, the dragon attacks you. And so you kind of start taking damage, and you know how much clank you have in the bag, and you're tr- you can add clank from other people's colors into the, into the bag for them, you know, as a jerk move on some of these cards and stuff like that. And there's all these mechanics that, that really play with this idea of the dragon attacks these, you know, attacks you randomly, and it gets less random as you go because you keep removing these black cubes that doesn't attack anyone, right? And keep reducing it down to making it more dangerous every turn. And it just, the whole thing kind of plays together and becomes this really kind of tense feeling game where it's not like time tense, but it just feels like every time it's your turn, you're like, am I going to make it? And you're playing cards just to move between little areas. And I don't, I don't know. It's it gets a fun hard game. to get out of there too. Sometimes you get stifled <laughs> on your movement. So. Right. That's clank. And, uh, I, I mean, we haven't, we played it one time and we haven't played it again yet. We just got it. We just, just got it. Just like, a couple days ago. Yeah. And uh, I think it's a good game. We played clank. it at Gen Con when we were there. We got to play like a demo version, not right. a demo version, but like a, yeah, they demoed it. Clank, my number five. All right. My number four, <laughs> we just played yesterday. Yeah. Zombie 15. Oh. I really liked that game. Whoa. It was a little harder than, like, we, because we hadn't played it. We played it on the podcast back in some, whatever month. And bringing it back to the table was, there was a little more refresher than right. I anticipated there was going to be. Okay. Um, the setup isn't hard. I mean, you, it's you. Just, there's a book Setup's with different. Long. It's long, but there's a there's a scenario book in it. You just follow the, the instructions on how to set up your game board, and then putting out all your zombies. So it's it's time consuming, but then um, remembering you know how you deal with hitting the zombies and how they attack you. How do you fend off the zombies and how you do searches and things like that. Yeah. It, there was it was a little more to soak back in than I remembered. I thought it was going to be a lot easier to get back into. Mm. But even once we did, it's once again, I just had a great time with it. And we, right. we played what three times on the scenario. We played twice at close to midnight on new year's Eve and our right. faculties weren't quite what they should be. Well, no, it was late <laughs> and it was new year's Eve. <laughs> and uh, so we did really poorly and had very small, like small amount of patience for each other, especially when Nicole's taking over one minute per, t- per player turn. I was really tired. And uh, so the next morning we tried it again and we kind of refreshed ourselves, made sure we didn't, you know, we had a couple and of we the didn't rules, screw up right? the rules. <laughs> and we played through that fourth mission again and took it out. Yeah. Or was it fifth and mission? It- it was fifth. a fifth mission, fifth. but and it made me sit there and go, I would love to play this again, but we didn't have time. We had other games right. to do. Right. That's your number four. My I number really four was Arkham Horror, the card game, and we played it right at the end of this year, and I talked about it a little bit already extensively, so I'm not going to spend much On time episode here. episode 50. Other than this is a living card game, uh, you play cooperatively, which is really fun, and it does present a pretty good story that does get kind of burned every time you play it. You know, for the first time, but I think that the game is still really cool, and it does have a campaign mode 
so you can kind of keep your character going week to week and make it more interesting as you go. Like I've already added a unique card to my deck from the first game, and she gets to—it's a new ally, and she gets to stay there. So there, the whole rest <laughs> of that campaign, uh, and they've already releasing more stuff coming up. And of course, it's like anything—it's just going to be more fun as you go and be more. You know, dynamic. I, I expect to play it a lot more this coming year. Arkham Horror, the card game, my number four. And that was our episode number 50. And Zombie <coughs> 15 was episode 31, just right. if you're curious. Right. You're number three. Uh, my number three, let me get back to my notes. Right. Dice City. Oh. I enjoyed that game. Um, But let me say, I enjoyed that game as a two-player game. Because we played it four. We played it the first time for, with four players. Right. We played it with uh, Skylar and Cat. Uh, and Cat. Mm-hmm. Which they played on uh, New York 19, 1901 with us. Right. Um, and it was still fun, but it was just, it took way too long. Right. Um, but with two players, I really enjoyed it. It's, uh-huh. it's, you're kind of playing yourself, but you can attack, you can attack the, your opponent, um, but you're you know, just because you do that, it doesn't necessarily right. in, uh, impact what you put on your board. Mm-hmm. Again, you should just take over and talk about this game. This for game, me. Uh, <coughs> you end up. Why with don't like you just a, jump in? You know, I'm going to mess it up. Well, because you, I'm letting you run with it. As oh, far it's as terrible, you can. though. <laughs> These uh, this poor game, people you, listening to us. You each have this a, a fold-out board for every single player that has this grid made it from dice pips, and you roll two dice and find where in that grid you land, and that's where what resources or what you're going to get that turn in order to generate more cards with or generate points with and do right. actions with. And you can you can manipulate, you can use some stuff to manipulate your die like kind of because you, you're not absolutely at the mercy of it. And that was the best part of it is the way you could manipulate where the die ended up and change where it was going to be. And then ultimately what you're doing is buying a lot of victory cards to place in your tableau because you're replacing cards on your grid, you have a bunch of card faces that are printed there, you know, in advance. And then you place cards over the top of those cards to replace them and get new effects. Right. Which is which is so much fun is because it's like you're you've got a deck building game, but your entire deck is is face up at the start of the game and you just keep changing individual cards. So you get to cull and add a card at the same time, which makes it really kind of fun for me. Right. And we uh, got an expansion for it too. We do. We got all that glitters is gold. We haven't done it yet. We haven't played it yet. And there's so another really one like called to. Crossroads. Which we don't have coming yet. up, but this one's fun. It plays in under an hour for two people. The uh-huh. pace is just right with two people, a little long with three, and probably way too long with four. And on top of that, too, because you can you can actually attack your neighbor's board right. with four people. You're too far away, and the, everything is a little bit too small for me right. to be able to see the other people's cards. Right, we played so, sitting shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, to we have sat the most fun. right next to each other to be able to play it. Right, uh, and. You do just buy lots of point cards, and you score the highest points at the end by counting all your stuff in your tableau and right. all the point cards you purchased. Right. So that's Dice City, your number three. Three. My number three is Zombie 15. Hey! I, I, I love that game. And you know what? This is the thing I want to add to it, because we already talked about it. But we played Zombie 15, beat that mission, then we turned right around... And we played Escape the Curse of the Temple, yeah. just because it's very similar. Zombie 15 has a 15-minute soundtrack, and you play through a mission. Escape has a three-minute soundtrack, and you roll dice really fast and try to match symbols. And the only thing I can say positive about Escape over Zombie 15 is that it plays a little faster and sets up a lot faster. It, well, they, yeah, it's faster <laughs> but, in all respects. But in 15 minutes is not a long game, and, night, and, and three minutes is almost insanely short. So... Overall, I think the tension 
is actually for me higher in zombie 15 during the 15 minute game but in a good way but yeah in a good way and it's more thematic more fun and the components are better and you feel like you're actually playing a group of people running through zombies as opposed to escape the temple does not feel like i'm an indiana jones adventurer at all no it feels like i'm a horrible dice roller who's constantly getting their dice locked up because there's one if you roll the little Black mask. Right. You lock up your die and you can't use it anymore you until you, you have to roll the gold mask to release the black mask. Right. And if you're alone in a room and your dice all go to the little black mask, so you have to sit there and wait for somebody else to roll the dice so that they can move to your room. And then they have to keep rolling their dice to get gold masks to release your dice. Right. Or you end up having to lose dice that you can't use for the rest of the game, which right. means you can't achieve the gold. This is something that never happens in Zombie 15. Right. So I'm just saying... For a little more, you know, expense and, and time, I would play Zombie 15 over Escape any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's, just, it's hands down way, way better. Way better. That's my number three, Zombie 15. All right. My number two was <laughs> Clank. Clank yep. is great. And we already talked about it, so right. moving right along. We I wanted love... to buy it at Gen Con. We couldn't. They and didn't have it. we had to wait it. for it yeah. to come back in. And people are buying it like crazy right now. So. It's it's so much fun. I cannot wait for us to get to play it again. Right. Um, but I kind of want to wait and have Matt and Brianna over and play it, because I think they'll enjoy it. Because I want to beat Brianna at a game that takes luck and speed. That's right. Good. Okay. Uh, my number two is Blood Rage. Ooh. I think Blood Rage is just, as far as... It's such a joy for me to find an area control game that doesn't make me feel like I'm just getting kicked while I'm down over and over and over again. And and not to feel that pain of awful luck. To have a game where you can strategically pick your points and say, this is a 50-50, this is an absolute I'm going to win, mm-hmm. this is something I'm not going to win, but maybe I can bluff them into not doing it. Or maybe I'm just going to take all that damage. I'm bluffing them into thinking that I'm playing poorly so that I can get a bunch of guys in Valhalla and get them out. <clears throat> it's just really cool. Yeah. It's got a lot of different venues. It plays really simply, really, you know, you're not going to have... I think it's pretty... Uh, you know, it, it's not very AP prone, which is really nice too. So you're not going to sit there and stare at the board for a half hour every person's turn. It's just, it plays out and you move through the steps and it just keeps moving. And at the end of the game, you feel like you, you actually had a shot. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. I like Blood Rage. That's my number two. Okay. What's your number one? My number one was Millennium Blades. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that game. Oh my god, your number one game of the year that you played in 2016 that we played was for Millennium the first time. Blades. What, when I go back and think about what would I play right now, I'm telling you, I almost pulled it out the other day, but I knew I thought that it was going to take too long, and I wanted to be able to play your game as well because it was New Year's. It was amazing. I, I, oh my gosh, I loved it. It scratches an itch of the collectible card game, right. which I will never let myself get into because uh-huh. I have like a little, I, I'm pretty sure if I let myself, I would go broke gambling, but I'm never going <laughs> to let myself. <laughs> I agree. I, I let myself do my $5 scratcher <clears throat> once, like every six months and that's it. Right. That let, scratches that itch for me. So it's okay. Right. It's, you want me to take over now? I love it. I love that game. Can we take over now? Yeah, please. Okay, so in this game, you are, you're <laughs> going to be doing like stuff like you are doing the collectible card game kind of thing because you have a couple phases. One phase is like building your decks, which, which actually is a 25-minute phase or something like that. 
is which building you your deck, which awful, feels like you'd be having a terrible time, but you're it's actually, so good. <laughs> it's real time. So you're not waiting for one person to act, then you get to act. No, you're no, buying you're just... packs right in front of each other and taking packs from each other and taking cards that are face up. And there's like this, you know, like a marketplace of cards that you can see that maybe you need, but they cost extra points. And then there's like this face down packs that you can get more of. And you've got these these space bucks or whatever they are, these millennium bucks that are these little packets of bills that are really fun to throw out and act like you have lots of money. Because yeah, it's get not a just one piece of paper at a time. They're like literally... <laughs> stacks of bills right even a one dollar bill is like five bills together yeah you spent <laughs> so you got like these hours putting those together like two hours putting that's those the together. worst part of this game yeah the putting initial together the space bucks but the uh, after the they're all put together <laughs> you've got these fun packets and you get like a wad of cash and it feels like you have a wad and you're spending this wad of cash and you're, you're manipulating it and you're trying to get your cards and you're, you're manipulating your deck after you buy stuff and you're changing what direction you're going to go based on what you've got and there's this really just fun collecting and building because the next phase you're going to play a tournament against each other and you're going to be playing cards out against each other and removing cards from the other player and trying to score more more little points in the course of this like five round tournament right and the five rounds is just play a card you play a card that's one round uh-huh. you know and you go back and forth like that like five times and you add up, add up, <clears throat> add up all your points and you're done and, and right. you go back then, into building again. On top of that, you've got like a little side mission thing that you can do with the right. cards that you don't end up using in your tournament. Right. They're, they kind of stay off to the side and you can sell them as sets. Right. And if you've got the bigger set, you get more money for that or more points for that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it literally encompasses everything about a collectible card game without being a collectible card game. Right. And there's so many cards in that, in that game anyway. Yeah, and even around your little cards that you use in the tournament, you have accessories like deck boxes and right. sleeves, and those help you in certain ways. And, and of course, I, I like this game so much, I already kick-started the reprint, which had, like, the full-blown expansion that comes with, like, 300 more cards, plus all the promos that he's released so far and is going to release, which adds up to another 300 cards. So is so it, like, I'm the initial game again? The initial game came with 600 cards, I'm getting basically not the initial game again. I'm getting an expansion oh, okay. that has 300 cards plus like another 300 cards and promo packs. And when stuff. is that coming out? It's it's in at the printer right now. It should be <sighs> it should be here like in the next month and a half or so. <laughs> well, we'll have doubled the size of the cards in the game for us. That's so. gonna be so fun. I love it. <laughs> Millennium Blades is cool. It's it's the really other, fun. It's probably Brad Talton's most ambitious. The other thing about that game, game is because you have like that giant stack of cards. Yeah. You can play a couple times without having to shuffle anything because there's so many cards in right. that game. Right. So you get the initial horrible shuffle right. to get it together in the first place. And then, like I said, you can play two or three games and there's in a row all these and packs not have to combining. shuffle them. So you're combining stacks of cards in the game yeah. into making a big game deck. And you don't even, you have enough to do that over two times yeah. in the box. Right. And now I'll have enough to do that so many different ways. It's, oh it'll gosh. be unbelievable. I Such a matrix of, of cards at this point. I really, I love that game. I thought it was <laughs> so much fun. That's Nicole's number one. My number one is not a mystery at all. It's Mansions of Madness, second edition. See, that's a cheater. Why? Because you've played Mansions of Madness before this year. That game was nothing like this game. Yeah. That game I wouldn't even have put on my top five. Right. So. This one's dramatically different. Do you have an honorable mention then? No. Since I'm calling you a cheater for this No, one. in fact, I think what I want to do instead, okay, is this. 
my game, if you look at our top 50 featured games that we ranked last episode, uh-huh. the only thing I've added is Clank. Everything else is pretty much on there in order. <laughs> so I feel bad. Well, wait, I, I, have, <clears throat> I had honorable mentions. <clears throat> okay, let's have your honorable mentions, cheaty pants. Evolution, Cavernan, <clears throat> Arboretum. Just saying. I liked Evol- Evolution. You said what else? Caverna huh. and Arboretum. They came so close. Of those three, I would say Evolution's my favorite of those. Okay. Anyhow. (laughs) But so I thought that what (laughs) I should do is that instead of, uh, since it was so close to my top 50 list, and you would actually just know my order other than Clank was not one of our featured games and it got added in there. In 2016, we played 22 games in our collection five times. Okay? Because we had... Four five for fives plus two leftovers from the previous five for five. Right. Got it. So we played 22 five for fives in last year. Now, let's do, I thought we should do a top five five for five list because these are the games that we really played the most this year. Like, <coughs> even Mansions of Madness 2, I have only played like five times, but I played them all in October. Right. Uh, but then, like, you know, Millennium Blains, we played five. five times. I know that. Blood Rage, we did not. We've played no. Blood Rage one time. Yeah. Zombie 15, we've played at least, we've played it probably almost ten times. <laughs> Arkham probably. Horror, we've played three. And, or I've played three, you've played two. And Clank, we've only played once. Right. So let's talk about the five for five games that we played the most. Now, this this isn't going to change probably yours very much. Well, but it's, it's going to change, change mine significantly. It's not going to change my top two. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just going to start with mine, okay? Well, let's just say my my number one was Millennium Blades. My number two would then be Dice City because Clank was not a five for five. Okay, so we'll just go so over. So I only have three more to go. Okay, so we'll just do my five is okay. Tides of Time. I, that would be my number five. Okay, good. We synced up on that. My, <laughs> uh, like We talked about Tides of Time already because I talked about Tides of Madness. I played this game, I'm not even going to kid you, probably... 25 times this year. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's really fun. I really liked it. There's there's nothing wrong with it. It travels well and I can play it in like 15 minutes and I feel like I had a nice, you know, strategic I, I feel like my brain gets engaged, which uh-huh. is part of what I like and part of why I like games. So, I mean, I really like that kind of feeling like I'm challenging myself and trying to to figure out the best move. So, right. Tides of Time gives you that in a short form. Okay. I'll go, do you want me to go... You number want you, four. Number four is Devastation of Indines. I know a lot of people call it Indines. Once again, it is Indines, and he says it in the front of the book of Devastation of Indines. This is a two. This is Brad Talton again, who did Millennium Blades. This is his fighting game. It's his classic version of it. Now, uh, we did play Exceed this year, and I don't know if I quite like it more or not. I might kind of like that one a little bit more at this point, but Devastation is his classic version where you get to pair up a front card and a back card together and make one attack out of both cards, and you kind of play them secretly. Both people reveal them. You find out who's faster, and you do a bunch of effects. It's very intricate, you know, as far as how it needs to be played. A little over-detailed, which why I might like exceed a little bit more because it drops a couple of these steps to figuring out the combat phase and in my in my most current play of of exceed just to refresh myself on the rules i kind of liked it better huh but devastation we did play five times and i liked it it's my number four for the year okay nice fighting card game does capture that feel you're number four tarji tarji 
Mm-hmm. I like Targi too. Yeah, it's a, it's a two player exclusive game, and you basically you've got tiles that kind of go around the board, um, and you can you place your workers somewhere on the outside, uh, on one side, and then across the top or bottom, or one side or the other, and then across the other one's going to go on the top or bottom, and wherever it connects in the middle is going to be the resource <laughs> that you get. And you have to make sure you can't like block. You can end up blocking other players so they can't put their their little guys there. Yeah, I really it's like, like a resource. This, I like resource this, collection. This kind grid of thing. thing where you kind of put a guy on the outside and you collect resources where they crisscross. I really like that game. Plus, that you get fun. the action of wherever you put the guy as well. So <laughs> it's like a twofold of right. what, what what you're going to get out of it. Right. That, we that talked one, about it. That would probably be my honorable mention on on our two player game. Yeah. Like our five for fives. Uh, the only thing that makes it a little negative is it's a little long, like it's a little too long for a lunchtime game or something, um, but just barely. If you right. if you have a full hour and you don't need to eat, you could get right. away with it. <laughs> Number three for me is Dice City. We talked about it. Really fun dice rolling game. Good. And manipulation. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, your number three. Uh, my number three would be Seven Wonders Duel. Whoa. Number three. Number three. <clears throat> What I liked it? it. It was fun. It was, I mean, it was, it's still not quite as good as like the original, mm-hmm. but pretty much. I mean, at least you can play it. it because you can play it as two player, I find us, I find that we would probably play it more often than the original. Mm. Because getting that other one over, you know, with, you have to have at least three players because the two player option is crap. What I like about this is the idea that you have more than one way to win. Uh-huh. I liked the idea that that military track, I just love. Because it makes you forgo your point generating, you know, focus and and forces you into this mode of I've got to make a non, you know, optimal move to stop this person from from doing this. So if someone's playing like an engine and you could tell their engine's going better, you could just go full blown military and throw their game off completely. Right. And they'll have to completely like stall, which gives you a chance to recover while they try to recover their military. And it's just I don't know, it's just a really cool concept and it's it's fun that it has that weird pyramid building too right where they have these weird these weird uh ways that cards get revealed only when other cards get purchased i think that's neat uh my i'm looking forward to playing that one again because i got the uh (sighs) the expansion for christmas too right right although i don't know where you put it i don't know upstairs oh for pete's sakes my number two is seven wonders duel okay that was my second favorite five for five that we played this year I think it's I think it's probably one of the most solid two player games you can have. The only thing I'll say negative about it <laughs> is that you can't just casually throw a non gamer into this game. Yeah, I'd say that's I, I think it's true. a little rough. But I, I mean like for instance, I would I would probably pause and play Tides of Madness or something like that with Travis before I tried to play Seven Wonders Duels, even though Travis has played Seven Wonders with me. Really? Yeah, he's played the two-player version of Seven Wonders with a bot player, huh. and he got he got it okay. But I think it was about the fifth game where he started to really understand how to play it. Yeah. So I basically beat him five times in a row. Oh. I know, poor Travis. My number one. <laughs> uh, we already know what yours is. My number one is the same. Millennium Blades is my Aha. favorite game we played in the five for fives this year. This is one of these games. I think that that I think a lot of people maybe shied away from it. I think some people gave it some mediocre reviews. But what you have is a very unique experience sitting on your shelf when you have this. If you've got a collection like we do, and you go through it and you start feeling like, oh yeah, dungeon crawl, another dungeon crawl, another dungeon crawl, or oh yeah, point salad, point salad, point salad, 
this does not feel like that. This no. is so much different experience, and you you get in a, a unique moment in your gaming for the year. Yeah, and and that just stands out from those Steffenfelds and those Uwe Rosenbergs and all that stuff. It, it really is its own monster. It's a very dense game. Plays out really fun and and really and and I don't know. There's just nothing quite like that. Right. That, that I have in my collection. And so I'm sorry, these other games can't really compete with that. It's so good. Right. I can't wait to play it again. we got to wait for the expansion, though. <laughs> All right. Well, Nicole, that is enough of our five lists. We did two of them right there, even though they were <laughs> shared. Uh, and now a new year of new five for fives. Has, uh, we've got a new five for five game list uh, that we just came out with, uh, you know, last episode, wasn't it? Or was it year, episode before last? I don't know. <laughs> so we, last, we started our, our new five for fives a couple episodes ago, and we started with this one. You wanted the finale, you got the finale. The final game in the series. Five, four, five. One, two, three, four. Five. All right. Imperial Settlers is a card game from Portal Games. Settlers. Settlers. <laughs> this game comes with 220 cards. 84 of these are common cards for all players to use, and 120 of them are split into four unique faction decks. The factions in the game are Japanese, uh, Egyptian, Romans, and Barbarians. Now, each of these decks provides 30 private cards for each player that only they can use. Now, for our game, we played uh, Nicole as the Egyptians and myself as the Barbarians. Now, before each game, the player receives their faction deck, a player board, and a scoring piece. At the start of each player turns, players take cards from uh, take cards from their faction decks uh, two before turn one, and one before the next fo- the following uh, four turns that remain. After drawing each uh, draw- drawing our faction cards, we draft and select two cards from the common deck by dealing three out to the table, selecting one apiece, and then repeating the process with the second player selecting first. The next thing we do is uh, each turn is collect resources shown on our faction boards, production cards, uh, and our deals. Now, these resources come in several varieties. Three goods are used to activate... Uh, three, three, three are goods that are used to activate build and build cards... Uh, and activate cards. They are fruit, wood, and stone. The other resources are workers used to trade two for one uh, of any good or two for an extra card. Raise tokens are another way to gain resources, and other resources you generate could be possibly uh, victory points, extra cards, or gold that will act as a wild card good. Uh, after collecting the goods, we get to, p- to the card playing part. Cards are split up into two types, as I mentioned, faction and commons. Well, to complicate things slightly, both of these types are split up into three subtypes, production, feature, and action. Production adds resources when played, and each subsequent production phase will add another resource again. These feature cards uh, uh, will add global, global effects and bonus victory points, and action cards will allow a whole variety of things, most commonly buying points or exchanging one type of goods for another type. Now, the difference between the factions and common cards is that faction cards can be made into deals for the cost of a fruit. Deals generate a single random good depicted on the bottom of the card. Faction cards cannot be raised by other players, but also require the sacrifice of a com- often require a sacrifice of a common card to build. Now, I do have to mention here that 
Japanese faction is the only faction where their faction cards can be raised by other players. But we didn't play the Japanese, so it's okay. Now, these are raised by sword tokens. They are used to destroy common cards. One one for your card of your own in your hand or on the table, and two to raise an opponent's. Common cards depict a raise bonus, like bonus list, up in the right corner of them and tell you what you get when you burn them up. Now, once raised from the hand, a card is just simply discarded after the bonus is collected. Raised from the table, and the attacker will get a bon- get the bonus. The owner of the card will get a wood and flip the card to the to a the back side of it facing up. A flipped card will become a foundation that can be used to pay for faction card costs whenever you need to put them into play with a little building symbol on them. Now this card play ends when all players pass and a cleanup is done. The first player's token is passed to the left and a faction card is drawn by each player and the lookout phase card draft begins again the next turn. Now after the fifth turn, cards are totaled and added to your points that you've generated so far. Two points for each faction, one for each common in play. Long explanation, so let's get to the game as Nicole's Egyptians face off against my barbarians in our fifth game of Imperial Settlers. Game five, Nicole. Yes. Here we go. Um, I'm playing Barbarians. You're playing Egyptians. Yeah. We get to start the game with two from our faction deck. Okay. And two from the common deck. Right. And then we go into... One from the common deck. Are you sure? No, it wasn't even that. You put it back because we did draft. Oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. You're trying to cheat already. I don't want to. Okay, so we're going to start our first... Uh, what do they call it? The lookout phase. This is where we draft cards and we draw three. Who's first player in this one? You haven't told me. I think we should play the little thing that Glenn recommended. I don't want to. That's too late. <laughs> okay. This is ridiculous. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm okay, first. you're first player. Aha! That's... I win. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to take this one. Was that the only one that said production on it? I'm not going to tell you what I took. I'll tell you when to play it. I didn't even have a chance to look at it. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Keep the first player token as well. Hmm. You'll see it soon enough. These are both pretty bad. Uh, I guess I'll take this one. This is a... You're going to actually read it? Well, yeah, because people don't know what we're doing. <laughs> so I'm going to take they the above know. ground mine. Okay. It's I at, took the it, There's ruin. so many details. I don't see a point in reading all these. No one's going to We'll read them this. when we play them. I don't okay. want to read them twice. All right. So I get first pick on this second one. Okay. We have picked <laughs> two more cards. All right, Nicole. Cards. Okay. I am going to play my first card and... I will have to pay for it. This one is the Ruins. You did ruin it. Um, Pay to build is free. It is a feature with a building bonus of one little Meeple Dude. So I put it next to my feature. I take a little Meeple Dude. It's your turn. I think I got this recipe just right. What? It's delicious. Your hot buttered rum? Yeah. I I think it's about truly 10 ounces total. I think only two ounces of that is rum. That's... Probably too much rum. No, I'm just kidding. 
your turn. I'm in a 12-ounce tumbler, and I got about 10 ounces of fluid in there. Okay, here we go. I have hot cocoa. <clears throat> here we go. Um, what do I want to do here? You play. Oh, great. You flew in, played in the ruins You for just free. didn't even listen to anything I did. You're so involved in your rum. I was enjoying something, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that? Is that one of my faction cards? Uh, that one's dumb. Thinking. I don't really care about that one. This one... Eh. You know? Mm. And this one... Oh, yeah. Eh. That one I like a lot, but I just don't know what I'll do here. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I need a wood for that guy, because I don't know what else to do. Okay, for your two guys, ah, there's okay. a wood. Two guys for a wood. Your turn. I'm going to also <clears throat> spend two guys and take a wood. Okay, I spend two guys and take a wood. Dang it. I didn't want you to do that. Why? Uh, because I couldn't find any more wood. There you go. Your turn. Um, I'm going to build with a coin and a wood. I'm going to build a grain field. Now my grain field gives me one fruit for production plus a building bonus of one fruit. So I immediately take two fruit right now. You are a fruit. All right, here we go. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna spend my two wood and build a watchtower, which gets me two cards, one for production, one for building bonus. I'm gonna take both of them from my faction deck. Really wanted that card. All right. I'm going to spend a fruit to make a deal. My deal gives me one coin. It's your turn. I'm almost out of things to do. I shouldn't have pulled two from my faction deck. Um, geez, I really don't have anything to do. I pass. You pass already? I have one guy and one Raz card, and I have a card in my hand I could Raz, but if I did it, it would do nothing. So I pass. That's incredible. Okay, I'm going to spend my two guys to get a card, I think think yes and it will be a common card Ooh. that was crap um my stomach's making weird noises i'm hungry i think except that i'm really not it's all you baby i know i know this is way too hard <laughs> okay i'm going to raz my own card here um, and I gain a victory point and a gold coin. So if you'll move me on the victory point scale, I would appreciate it. Kay. And then I'm going to spend my fruit to make a deal. And my deal gives me a guy, but that's not really going to do me any good. Um, because I have nothing left that I can do. I have two coins left and a guy. And that's it. Do you pass? I pass. Okay. You don't... Do you save gold coins? I save gold coins. Okay. So. Good for you. I know. All right. So we move to turn two. Okay. So we what's the a, next phase? There's like cleanup and stuff we right, have to clean do. Cleanup just means you discard all the used resources on your cards. Okay. So you need to do unused. that. I uh, store this. 
Okay, but you just get rid of your... Right, those are going to come right back in five seconds, so you don't need to take them. But we're talking it through for okay. the people who can't see. Right. So my, my shield token and my sword go away, but they're going to come right back, so I'm not giving them back but not to the yet. banker. Uh, so we now I, acquire another one of our faction cards. And I pass the first player token. Right. And then we get our... Draft. Draft, which I get first choice on the first turn, which so far I'm going to take <coughs> that card right there. And I didn't even get to see. Don't worry about it. See? You'll see it in a second. Hmm. Oh, this is such a tough choice. Okay. And then three more cards. And I get to pick first. And I will take this one. Hmm. Trying to decide what to do with your mic wire there. It keeps moving. Whenever you push on it, I keep hearing this. Yeah. Okay, well, let me get this out of my way. I'm going to stand up. That's better. Uh, I get to pick one of these horrible cards here that don't matter. Um, ooh, ooh, ow. One to immediately. Okay, I guess I'll take this one. There, does that work? Probably. <laughs> this is my old uh, borders trick. With our little headsets, I'd have to put the little head headset okay. in my right hand pocket and then wrap it around my left ear. Right. Because we had to talk to each other. It was dumb. Okay, here we go. We're getting our production stuff. So, up front... Oh! <laughs> up Sorry. Front. Okay, back to the game. Up front, uh, I need five guys and a sword, which I've got the sword already, so just give me five little people, and I get an extra card because I am my guy. Okay. So I'll take another one of my faction cards. And I get three guys and a sword... And a dollar. Oh, and I get another dollar and another guy because I made deals. Yipes! And I'm going to throw him. And then I get a fruit for my grain field. And then it is your turn. Okay, two guys for a wood, please. Thank you. I haven't even looked at my cards. I don't even know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to spend a coin and my ruins to build a stone pit. Okay. Um, my stone pit gets me uh, two stone. Alright, I spend one wood and I build the primeval forest which gets me two wood, so give it back and Dang give me another one. Okay. I'm going to spend two stone and a coin to build in a I have no idea what that's called. Hunsetic League? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Hunsetic League? No idea. I don't know. But it means that I spend an action. As an action, I can spend one little guy and discard one of my deals to gain two points and activate it twice. Woo! <laughs> um, I think I'm going to spend a wood to build this village. Which gets me two guys, please. Yeah. Guys are what you get to keep is your special feature, too, isn't it? Yeah. That's not cool. You're fine. I'm going to spend two guys to get a card, and I will take a common card. Okay. I spend one wood, and I build these settlers. Okay. 
I'm gonna spend two guys and take a, a faction card. I need a wood, please. Two guys for a wood. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to not do that, because that would be stupid. Oh wait, gosh, can I take that back? No, what did you do? Please, let me just take that back. Take, Give me my two guys back, I'm sorry. I, okay. didn't, I didn't need it, I'm sorry. There's your two you guys. Haven't done your turn yet. I so haven't done my turn. It's, it's my turn then, right? It's your turn, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna razz this location and get a wood or two wood and a person because I razzed my location. Oh. And it gave me a wood as well. So two wood, one person, please. What location was it? The settlers. Oh. It's the one that like lets you ignore faction costs. Okay. But I don't care. I'm going to spend my two gold coins to build a lumberjack route, which gets me uh, one production of one wood um, and a building bonus of a wood, so I get two wood. Okay. I spend one wood and I spend this guy to put in my raid card, which uh, each time I raz, I get a point. Okay. I am stupid. I have nothing I can do, really. Okay. Um, hold on, I'm not totally done, though. That's not going to do me any good. That would almost do me good, but it's not really. Okay, I'm just going to... Uh, I'm just going to make a deal. Yikes! I'm going to make a mess. I'm going to spend my fruit to make a deal, and I get a little guy, which... Really didn't help me. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, two guys for a fruit, please. Fruit? Yep. Your turn. Ugh, I pass. Okay. I make a deal with my fruit, and I put my little sword thing I'm a into dumb play. Dumb. There you go. Um, I'm going to use two guys for... with that. Do two guys for a fruit again. Fruit again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll make a deal with this card and that'll give me a fruit every turn. So give me back a fruit. Okay. Whoa! Making a mess. Not quite. Almost. Alright, um, I'm going to do two guys for a fruit please. <laughs> There's a fruit and filled. And I'm going to make a deal with this so I get another guy. Okay. Oh, and did I get my fruit from my last deal I made and my sword? I gave sword? you. You didn't give me the fruit back and you didn't give me that. I spent two guys for those. So I should have another fruit and a sword. And I should actually... You should keep track of these things then. If you were banking fast enough, I wouldn't have to. <laughs> I'm just going to um, sit here and take this abuse. <laughs> I think I'm going to... This is what I'm going to do. Okay, so I'm going to spend this fruit and I'll make a deal with this one too. And what does it give you? A stone, please. Okay. There you go, sir. Did you get your stone? Yes. And okay. then I'm going to put this stone to put Let's this Be clear about play, what you want. Which I'm going to build the above ground mine with my stone. Okay. And... I think I'm going to spend these two... Actually, I'm going to save those two, I think. Are you sure? Not quite. No, I'm going to spend these two on a card. I'm going to do okay. a faction card. Okay. 
going to raz my above ground mine, which actually, that seems dumb right now, but I don't get to save this sword. You do not. I'm going to. I spend uh, the sword to raz this, which gets me two stone and a wood. And it gives me a point for razzing. Why? Because I built raid. Dang it! Uh, then I'm going to use this stick and that empty house to build rabble. Rabble? That's oh. what I built right here. Oh. What does that and do? And it's spend two guys to raz one of your commons, so I don't have to use swords to raz my common properties. And you get tons of guys, don't you? Right, and that's awesome. that's it. I pass for the rest of my turn. Okay. So I get those two stones and that wood back. All right, and I have to give up two wood, a sword, and a guy because I stuck at this game today. No, you don't. You're doing good. Today. Okay, move on to level three, or level round three. three. And we get a faction card. Correct. And we go, you get first player. Thank you. And now we get to do another phase. Um, <coughs> I will take this one. Thank you. Of course you would. Why wouldn't you? Let's see. Um... This game's really cut and dry to listen to. It's right. like, well, here's a it's card, there's a card. Not, not fun Ooh. to listen to. Okay, well, then tell me a <laughs> right. story while we play. Hold on, I can't. I have to think about what I'm doing. Aw, oh, not usually. Card. I'll take that. Wait, spend one guy to choose one of your deals and immediately gain the good it produces, or spend one stick, one stone, and one fruit to gain three? That's a terrible one. I'll take <laughs> this one. <clears throat> that is a terrible one. Okay. Boom. And okay. I go first. Um, we get to do our Oh, we get production. production. Sorry. Okay, so I get two stone for my stone pit. Right. I get three guys, just for being me. Mm -hmm. A sword and a coin for being me. Okay. Um, a coin and two guys for my deals. A fruit... For my grain field. Why does a fruit grain field give me fruit? And a wood for my lumberjack route. Because <laughs> that's the fruit is the only way it represents agriculture. Oh, all. okay. Well, then I'm going to keep calling it a tomato. Do you want me to do mine? Uh, yes, please. Uh, two wood. For your? For my primeval forest. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, I get... Five guys for my base production, plus an extra guy, plus an extra guy. So I get seven men, please. You're supposed to tell what they're for. Okay, whatever. Well, for the village and okay. a deal. I've got five so far. There you go. Six, seven. Um, I need a stone, please, for my deal. I need a fruit from my deal. I need a sword from my base and from my deal. So two swords. That sucks. <clears throat> and I need... That's... It, except I get one more card, which I'll take from my faction deck. Alrighty then. Okay. Okay, and I will spend my wood to build a village. Uh, has a production of one person plus a building bonus of one person, so I get two people. Okay. Which I just threw one of them. Oh no. I killed him. Okay, there he is. <clears throat> I spend one wood to build my village, which gives me two people. 
It's a Why faction two card. People? Faction level. Two people, please. Pepper doesn't like that. There you go. Your turn again. Um, Who's a sweet girl? It's you, isn't it? This is... I'm going to spend two guys to get a card. And I think that I'm going to take a common card. She's so good, isn't she? All right. Um... I'm going to spend a wood and a stone to put in a quarry, which gets me two stone back. So just give me one more stone, please. There you go, sir. Thank you. I am... Okay, I'm going to spend two stone and a coin to build a supplier. And as a feature, every time I build a gray building, I gain one coin and one... Uh, victory point. That's excellent. I spend this fruit to make a deal and I produce a gold coin, please. Quit stealing the gold coins. Thank you. Those are for me to use, not you. Right. I'm going <laughs> to spend two guys to get a faction card. I'm going to spend two guys Dump. to get a faction card as well. Your turn. I'm going to spend two guys to get a common card. Huh. Uh, two guys for a faction card, please. Okay. I... Jeez. There's nothing like drawing the same card twice. Oh, that sucks. Ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to build ruins again as a free card. Lucky you. I know, that is lucky. And as a building bonus, I get one little guy. Uh, two guys for a faction card again. This is insane, by the way. I'm going to spend two guys for a faction card. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, I don't know what I want to do now. I'm doing weird stuff, I tell you. Um... Not good. It's agonizing. Sorry. Starting to get a little slow here because I'm not getting what I need. So the art's really cute on this game, though. If I draw three cards in a row, I expect to get at least something I kind of want, but I got nothing. No, there's a lot of cards to choose from, and a lot of them aren't very good. Um. There's a little camel. This is so hard to decide. I wonder why they decided to have the single hump camels on the art instead of the double hump camels. 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 <laughs> They're soup travelers. Fruit, please. Fruit. One fruit? Okay. Yes. Thank you. You are welcome, sir. Okay. I am... I'm confused. I'm going to spend my coin and my ruins to make a to play a faction card, and this is the controversial card. What's it do? It's called Slaves, and it's an action card. You spend one guy to gain two stone and a victory point. But I remember there being everybody got kind of freaked out that they were called Slaves, and I'm like, well, I kind of think that is 
Who and built action the... gets you a guy and a victory point? No. Two I... stone and a victory point. One if guy. If I spend a guy, I get two stone and a victory point. That's really powerful. Yeah. But in ancient Egypt, weren't they slaves? Isn't that what they were? So I don't know if it's contra- controversial about calling them what they are, what they were. So we got the controversial kind? That's the... Uh, yeah. well, didn't they change it or something? I don't know. I heard that they were going to, or somebody wasn't real pleased about it, but... I don't know. Just um, saying. It's right I there. make a deal, and it gets me a card for oh, my fruit. You are getting better cards than me. Oh, I don't like that's it. That's kind of what I was looking for. <sighs> Go ahead. I'm going to make a deal, I think. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, I'm going to make a deal, and I get a guy. Okay. I spend this gold token to build a primeval forest again, so I get two wood in response for that. God, you are kicking my butt. I don't feel like it. (laughs) There. Thank you. I am going to raz my imperial messenger to get the uh, a guy and a gold coin. Hmm. Okay, I spend two wood to build the porters. Oh, dang it! I built in, I built a gray thing too. I was supposed to get my uh, a gold and a or a coin and a victory point. Okay. Sorry. What'd you do now? Well, back to my turn. Two wood, uh, and I build the porters. Your turn. What do your porters do? Spend a fruit to choose any production and gain the good it provides. Huh. Okay, I'm going to do my slave's action. I spend my one guy and I gain two stone and a victory point, please. That buttered rum, I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, It's getting you loopy, you're not paying attention. No, I'm going to raz this, I think. Let me see. Yeah, might as well. I raz this, and that gets me a victory point for razzing. Is it razzing or raising? It's razzing. Why is it raz? Because raz know. wouldn't but have an E I get a wood and a stone and a person, please. <clears throat> I think it's raising. I don't care. Because <laughs> there's an E at the end. That makes it a long A sound. So A, rat raising. Blech. I need an English major to, like, clarify that for me. Um, okay, it's my ahead. turn. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to... Ugh, this is awful. Like, seriously awful. This is just awful. I need a sword. Nothing gives me oh, a sword. Oh, and that a sword, sorry. Give me that. <laughs> My kingdom for a sword. Like, really, I, I'm just, I feel stuck right now. Like, I literally feel like I I can't do anything. But I need to do something. But I don't want to get rid of stuff. I think I'm going to have to, though. Okay. Bah. I'm going to... bit gritty. 
Oh my gosh. We're talking about your rump. Okay, clarification question because my brain hurts. Okay. If I want to use a card as a building, like I can just flip one of these without razzing it because then I don't get the wood, I just get the building cost. But I can't do one out of my hand, right? Yes. You, right. When it's in play, you could just discard that card and put a put a bigger place in play, yes. Without getting your razzing bonus. <clears throat> okay, well then I'm going to use this guy on my Hansetic League, whatever that is. Um... Oh no! I have, oh, and I have to discard. I'll discard one deal, and uh, that gains me two <coughs> victory points. <coughs> okay. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to use these two guys to draw another one of my faction cards, please. Jeez, whiz! Sorry. <laughs> So then I'm going to spend two stone and my building to build in a faction card, Sphinx Alley. And as an action, I can spend two gold coins to gain two uh, victory points. Maybe activate it twice. Your turn. Okay, I spend three stone, which is bonkers because I'm going to lose them. If oh, I and I get, oh, 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 and I get a coin and a victory point because it's gray. I need a victory point. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Uh, I spend three stone and this building right here to build this temple, which is a feature that just gives me four bonus points. Four? Yeah, so I go up to six. I don't think I ever got that card. Don't squeak at me. I pass, and I get to keep all my... All, all I have is three gold coins. And right, I pass, too. I get rid of my other Raz card and my... Raise. Sword and shield. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so we go to turn four. I become first player again. We get a faction card each. Oh, yeah. And I get to draft first. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, I hate you right now. Why do you take the card I want every time? Give me that. Okay. Well, you get to do it the first time this time. Boy, those are terrible. These are terrible. <laughs> that is so funny. I'm sorry. Uh, and I think... Oh my gosh, these are awful. I'll go with that. Blech. I'll go with the sawmill. All right. So Stay. it's my turn, right? It's your well, turn. I get oh, we got it in production. <laughs> Sorry, four wood, please. For your... <clears throat> two primeval forests. Okay. Uh, then I get two guys, plus another guy, plus another five guys, plus another guy. So I get... That's too many guys. I get nine guys. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, plus five. Yes, nine. Eight. Whoa. Uh... Nine, okay. Okay. Um, I then get a gold coin. Okay. A stone, two stones, sorry. Uh-huh. And, let's see, gold coin, two stone, a, a two swords. Okay. A fruit. Are you done yet? And then I get two cards. 
one for here and one for here. So I will take another one of these. <laughs> and for you listening at home, that was here and here. That was one for my deal and one for my watchtower. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, can I do my production first? <laughs> well, I'm still doing mine. I'm picking another you card. Get more? Oh. I got one more card to pick. I've just picked a faction card. I'm trying to decide if I want another faction card. I kind of do. I think you do. Mm -hmm. I do. I Ooh, it. you should have got a common card. Okay. Okay, my turn for production. So, my little Egyptians are going to go to the stone pit, and that's going to go two stone. Then I get three guys for being me. Plus two extra. Hold no, on. Three extra. I will do this well, my own sorry. way. I get one sword for being me. I get one coin for being me. Whoa. I get a coin for a deal. I get two guys for my deals. Right. That's a fruit. There we go. Um, I get a fruit for my grain field. <laughs> hey. I get a wood for my lumberjacks route. 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 And I get a guy for my village. You shall have it. They call them villages in Egypt. God dang, you got a lot of gold coming in. And I have a lot of gold because I had three that I got to keep. Oh, and I didn't clear off that from last time. Sorry. All right. Okay. My turn. What is that clicky noise? Do you hear the clicky noise? That. That's my oh, cup. Oh, okay. Relax. It's your rum. Your rum is like monopolizing my day. Shh. Okay, I'm going to spend one wood to put this sawmill into play. Okay. Okay. So there's that. I'm going to spend two stone to build a pyramid and a pyramid. It gives me production of one coin and one stone. Okay. I am going to raz. And it's gray, so I get another coin and I get a victory point. I got to remember that. That's hard to remember. Okay. I'm going to raz the sawmill, which means that I get a point plus I get... Uh, a guy and two wood. Wow, that's a lot. There you go. Okay. So, I need more cards because these all suck. Like, super suck. I'm going to spend two guys to get a card, and I think I shall take a faction card. Okay. I spend a wood in my blown up spot to build another raid card so I'll get an additional point every time I raz something. I'm going to spend two more guys and I think I'm going to take a common this time. Oh, that I like. I spend two wood and I build in another watchtower which gets me two more cards. I'll take one from my faction deck. Ugh, I totally want that one. I'll take another one from... Ugh. What do I got here? I got all faction cards. I'll take another one from the common deck. Oh, I like that one. Okay, I'm going to spend a wood and a stone. And I'm going to build in an armorer, which gets me a sword. Good for you. I build a ruins for free and get a guy, please. Dang it. Thank there you. you go. I'm going to 
attack you with my two swords. They will attack your watchtower. Okay. So I get so, a wood and you get two cards. There's your wood and I get two cards and I will take a common and a faction. Okay. I will spend the place, the ruins, and a stone and a wood to build in the fighting ring. Fighting ring lets me spend two guys to get two swords. Okay. I wish I hadn't taken that one. I'm gonna... Okay, I'm going to build in an old forest for two gold coins, and it gives me two wood. Yipes. Okay. I'm going to make a deal um, for a gold coin, please. There you go, sir. Thank you. Here's your fruit. understand this card. I think it's dumb. And you know what? Since it's a dumb card, I'm just going to make a deal with it. So I get a coin. Uh, I'd like a fruit with these two guys, please. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to... I'm going to spend two wood and a coin to build a baker. A baker has a feature where I get a I get one point for each red in my empire, so that would be... Two. This is three. It counts itself. Where's your third one? One, two, three. That's a pink. Oh, that's pink. Dang it, it was a glare. Okay, so two. Okay. But I get to draw a card, so I'll draw a faction card. All right, I'm making a deal with this card for a sword, please. You're going to attack me. Am I? Probably. don't know if I care. Take your sword before you accuse me okay. of not giving it to you. <laughs> she whiz. Don't come after me. Meow. <laughs> I'm going to spend my two guys to get a card. Okay. Um, jeez, what do I want? I want a common card. So here's two guys for it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I am going to spend a gold coin as a stone, and I'm also going to spend this building to put in Temple of Ra. So as an action, I can choose an enemy building and mark it with an Egypt token for the rest of the round. That uh, building is treated as mine. Hmm. I'll spend uh, two guys to gain two swords. You're definitely attacking me. Okay, so I gotta look at your cards. I have two whole action cards, and productions don't get you productions, so... 
and one of them's used. You could spend two guys to raz one of your commons, but you have no guys. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Which is stupid. Well, it's still, your features would still count as me. I can't raz, though. Right. Raise. So what do you want to do? Oh, shush. I don't know. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's my turn, isn't it? Well, the, yeah. Ugh. Flippity dip. I want to... I want to... Ugh. I want to get more guys, or more cards, or more something. I don't know. I'm going to spend... I'm going to do my Sphinx Alley. I'll spend two coins to gain two points. Okay. Sucky. I spend one wood, and I build the sawmill. Your turn. You're going to freaking destroy me. What? Look at you. You've got four I need swords. you to calm down. We're only in turn four. Every You know half only. the game's in turn five. Whatever. You're beating me this time. That's all it. there is to it. I doubt it. Seriously. The barbarians are too tough. You relaxed <laughs> over there. You're doing pretty good. I have good. nothing. I, I can't do anything. Well, do what I you can. can. It's your turn. You still have two gold coins. The world is your oyster as long as you have gold. <laughs> mm. This is dumb. That last swig, I mean, you just, just leave just... the bottom swill because it's, it's in buttered rum, homemade stuff, it's, it's grit. Yeah, because there's clove and nutmeg in there. I mean, it didn't turn my stomach or anything. Okay, I'm going to spend my last two coins to get two points <laughs> for my Sphinx Alley because I can't do anything else. Really? It can be activated twice, so two points me, please. Okay. One, Thank two. Thank you. Good job. Uh, I razzed this location, the sawmill, so I get a guy, two woods, and two points. So sucky. I pass, so at least you can't attack me. You're right. I can't. Uh, I'm going to spend this building and uh, this wood to put in this pack card just because. What's it do? Spend one guy to choose one enemy and uh, one enemy location, gain one of the goods shown in its Raz field, can be activated twice. Then okay. I'll spend a wood and this location and I'll build the robber's card. Uh, I can spend two guys to choose one enemy, deal, and discard it. Additionally, I gain a point and a card when I do. Wow, that's really cool. That's really tough. Say that again. I spend two guys, I choose one of your enemy deals and discard it, then I gain a point and a card. So I get like a card and I get rid of your deals and I get a point. For, for two guys, for what I would spend for a card like I'm going to do right now. <laughs> I hate you. So I'll get rid of uh, I'll get rid of one of your gold coins. Actually, no, I like to get rid of your guys. One of your Stop guys. Stop messing up my table. One of your guys goes away. Get away from me. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't get, love you so much. And I'm I get really a point. angry. I'm sorry. And I get a point, And I get a card. I'm gonna get a point. I get a card. I'm not snotty like you though. Is the difference? <laughs> um, then Fuck. I'm gonna spend. I kind of want to spend two guys to get another card. No. What else can I spend guys on right now? 
turtle wax. I can spend two to razz one of my commons. I don't need to do that right now. I'm going to get another uh, common card, please. Are you still here in my stomach through all this? No. Oh, good. <clears throat> I spend this wood and this wood, so it's a gold coin and a wood, and I put into production this one that gets me two cards. Ugh! I'm gonna so do, unfair, you got all those cards this time. Th those win the game, I think. Those are like the secret weapon of this game. I'm gonna... Oh, man. I need another common card, yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna spend one stone to build a monument, which gets me a point uh. right now. Um... Was pretty amazing. Okay, so let me think here. I got two guys left, you but not enough to really do much. I can save those guys because I doubt seriously I'm going to pull a card with a single production symbol. Okay. Right. And I can't save swords from turn to turn. Correct. And there's too many points on the table if I can do that. So I'm going to. This is at least what I'm going to raz right now. I'm going to raz my watchtower, which gets me two new cards, and it gives me two points, and a wood. So, two points for razzing. One, two. Razzing. And you're popular. I just heard your phone go off. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get two cards. Um, you get to pick them. You are destroying me right now. I want common cards. Common card and common card. Okay, out of my hand, not even messing around. Like oh, some of these come are on. so mess around a little. Some of these are so hard to build. I'm just going to raz a couple of them. Um, I'm going to raz raise these two. Actually, I'm going to raise these two. So these two swords go to doing well. What could I do to oh you? Oh my gosh. No, I want these. You can't do anything to me. I passed. Right, okay. So I do those two, which gets me another guy, a stone. This will be four victory points right here. Why? Because I get two points every time I raz a card. Raise. So it'll be so three. Two points each card. One, two, three, four. Oh. And then I get a guy, a stone, another point, and a card. And a card. So I'll take another one of these. Well. Those go away. I know. I'm just getting them out of the way. <sighs> um, <sighs> I think I want one of my cards. One of my faction cards now. Good for you. I mean, I can do that. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to build the Dark Chapel. Uh, that takes this guy. Plus it takes a stone, a wood, and a stone which is right there. These go away. Okay, and what does that do? Uh, you can spend one sword to uh, do a card from your hand. It says, this is what's so weird, to, to raz a card from your right. hand, or an enemy, if you spend two, you can do an enemy. You discard any number of goods you receive and you get two points for each good instead. So it can be like four points, basically, for right. doing it's four one card, every time plus do you it. would get two bonus points because you have those two psycho <laughs> cards. Right. So I would get six points if I did, like, for instance, this card. Right. 
Okay. Which is ridiculous. Uh, I only have one guy left. I'm just going to pass at this point. Thank That's you. That's as much as I can do. Sorry. All right. Pass the first player first token. First player goes to you. We're on the last round. Draw a faction card. One card. <laughs> stupid. Just so and you know. And we get to do another one of these. Draft. Draft. I will take that castle. I'll take this one. This is stunning. I thought for sure we'd see at least like some sword production come out somewhere in this. I have one. Yeah. You got one? Yeah. Lucky. What do you <laughs> this is your draw. Oh, this is mine? Yeah. Um I'll take this one. I'll take the quarry. Okay. okay. Your turn. Uh production. So for my pyramid I get a gold and a Stone. For my stone pit, I get two stone. For being me, I get three guys. A sword and a coin. For my deals, I get two coins and a person. For my grain field, I get a fruit. For my lumberjack's route, I get a wood my village, I get a person. Uh, for my armorer, I get a sword. And for my old forest, I get two wood. Oh, I can't reach. And that is all. Did you clear your stuff off your... Oh, not off my Sphinx. Sphinx Alley, there you go. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't <clears throat> keeping them. So I get four wood. Well, you got to clear your stuff off too. Yeah. Ha ha, hot shot. We'll just use this for payment towards my next guys. <laughs> okay. I get four wood. Four wood. Okay. I get two, three, four, nine guys. There's four, five, six, yikes, seven, eight, Nine guys. Okay. I get uh, two gold coins. Two gold coins. Two stones. One. Two stones. Okay, fruit. Fruit. And then I get two cards and yes. a bonus point. Okay. Ugh. So, so you're up right now. 19 oh, to 13. I wouldn't even sweat it. You're going to come back big time in fifth okay. round. This is when you usually do. Usually uh, I have a better tableau than this. I'm like, I've got nothing. I've right. got nothing going on right now. It's bad. Cards. Uh, I don't know what I want to do. Faction card. And I'll do another faction card. Didn't get me nowhere. All right. It didn't get you nowhere, so it got you somewhere. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you so bad. I'm sorry, baby. All right, your turn. Oh. This is all my stuff. Did I get my swords? Three swords? You didn't ask for that. I said three swords. <laughs> I want to rewind that tape. There's no tape, so you can't. <laughs> there. You were hoping Fancy I wouldn't. Pants. Um, okay, so... 
I'm going to spend a wood and a stone to build a castle. Okay. I spend two guys to get two swords. Ah. Thank you. I'm going to spend two guys to get two cards because my castle lets you spend one guy to get a card and it can be activated twice. Right. So I will take... This is so difficult. I'll take this, which is terrible, and I will take this, which hopefully isn't terrible, but it is. Um... What do I want here? I guess I'll spend one wood to build this new forest. Okay. What's it get you? Spend a guy to gain one wood. It can be activated twice. Okay. I'm going to spend a wood and a stone to build a quarry, which gets me two stone. I'm going to raz my watchtower to get two cards and a uh -huh. wood. So that's that. I also get two points for doing it. One, two. And I get, sorry, did I mention I get a wood back? There you go, sir. Two of my faction cards, please. Got them. Your turn. Okay. I am going to spend one sword to raz my castle which gets me two cards and a wood. And I'm going to take this one and this one. Dang it, and I built that gray thing and forgot my stupid point again. Plus I get a coin. There's your point. Jeez. I know, I just... Ugh. I spend one wood to build a village and I get two guys. This is your <laughs> faction village, isn't it? Yes. Awful. Look how bad you're beating me. Like, there's no point in even going right now. Just keep going. You're doing great. Okay. Stop being so mad. Did I get my point? Yeah, I'm up to 14. Shush! Don't mess with me. Okay, I'm going to spend a stone and my card to build a stone pit. Okay. And that gets me two stones. There's that one oh. back. And there's that one. Plus it's gray. I get a coin and I get a point. <laughs> Didn't forget this time. Can you move that to... Thank you. Okay. I'm going to spend a stick and this card to build rabble again. Two guys to raz one of my common locations. Okay. Um, I'm gonna spend a stick to put in a brewer. Uh, two guys for. Hmm, I think I want two guys for one of my, kind of want my faction card, but no, no I don't, no I don't. 
hold up on that. I'll do with that. Okay, I think I'm going to. I'm going to raz. I'm going to spend two guys and raz one of my commons. And I raz uh, this Raise. one that gets me two guys and a wood. And I get two points for it as well. Two guys, a wood, and two points. Okay. I'm trying to read your cards again here. What's <laughs> that one down there? Spend a guy to do what? This is spend one to choose one of my enemies, uh, like places, uh -huh. and gain one of the goods shown in its raise field. Even though you, I think it's still Raz. <laughs> <laughs> What's the red one there? Which one? Spend oh, uh, spend two guys to choose one enemy, deal, discard it, and gain a point and a card. That one's pretty tough. I should have done that one already. It doesn't really bother me. I don't care about that. Right. Um, but just to annoy you then, I'm going to go ahead and put my token on that. Oh, really? You've annoyed me so much. <laughs> well, no, it's that way you can't use it against me at least. Okay. So that's your whole action right there. Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. Um... I will spend, uh, I'll just do it, uh, two wood in this building to build the chapel. There you go. And I, if I do that action, I get two, uh, I get a point and a card. You spend two of your guys. Uh-huh. Then you get to choose one of my deals and you get rid of it, which won't affect me at this point. But right. you get a point and one card. Okay, I'm going to do that then. So, a point and a card. Okay. So give me my point and I will take... I think I'm going to take a common card. Oh, I can't get anything I like. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend two of my guys down here and raz one of my commons. Raise. I think I'm going to do this one that gets a... Let me think. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do this one that gives a stone and a point. Yeah. So I get a point plus two more points, a stone and a wood. Jim. So one, two, three, a wood and a stone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend a coin as a wood and put in a village, which gets me two guys. I got that Yoda Seagull thing stuck in my head again. Oh, no. It just um, won't go away. I'm going to spend two wood in this location right here and build my sentry tower. And that gets me a sword and a guy. I don't like it. There. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry, I'm just thinking about stuff. Okay, I'm going to... I'm 
You got nothing else you're going to do over there. Just stop looking at my cards. <laughs> you got no swords left. <laughs> you're almost out of people. You got tons of gold. I know. Plenty of cards. It doesn't really do me any good. Okay, I'm going to use my fruit at my brewer. I spend one fruit to gain one point. Okay. I'm going to use one sword on my dark chapel and raz one of mine from my hand. Whoa. Okay. And I'm going to do this carpenter card. I I'm think. I'm going to get you like six points. Yeah, I'm going to do this carpenter card, which then I'm going to... I'm gonna, You're going to well, get seven points? No, because that... Oh. That'll reduce it by one. It'll be five points instead. Because <laughs> it it's worth a wood and a star, so you wouldn't get the point for the extra production, oh, the yeah. extra item. Okay, I think that I, instead I'll do this one. I'll do the pig farmer, and I'll give up both these things. So, so you get two points for that. But that's not goods. That's a guy. That's a guy. That's not a good. But it's nice to see all the cards you have. So right. I'm, gonna do, I'm just going to go ahead and do this one. It'll be worth five points anyway. So I, I razz the carpenter and I get five points for doing that because I don't take any of the goods. So I go from 26 to 31. Disgusting. And I'm still back at what? 17. 17? Yep. Oh. Mm. You're doing good, though. That was like cold cocoa at this point. Blech. Okay. So I'm going to spend a stone in this building, so that goes away, and put in more slaves. Sorry about that. Okay. But I get a gold coin and I get a point. Okay. It's a great building. All right. I'm going to raz my uh, quarry, and this gets me two stone and a wood and two points. One, two... Two stone. Sorry. Two. Stone. You're stealing my job. Get out of my get out of my bank. Two stone and a wood, and okay. it's your turn again. I'm gonna spend two guys and get a card. Please be good. Alright, I'll spend two wood, which is a gold coin and a wood, and the quarry I just smashed, and I'll build the fortress. The fortress is a feature card that gets me one point for each black building in my empire. Ooh. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six points. So I just went from 33 to 39. Wow. Okay. I'm going to spend two stone to build a castle. Let's see. I am going to... I'm going to raz my new forest and get three wood for it and two points. How many wood? One, two, and three. Because it's two plus the one for razzing it. Okay. There you go. I'm going to spend my one guy on my castle to draw one card. And I'll draw it from here. Sucks. I'm going to spend two guys on a faction card. Your turn. I'm going to spend my sword to raise my castle, and that gets me two cards. And... Okay, I spend Hold one... Hold on, I'm not... 
done. Oh, Hold sorry. on, I'm picking my cards, and I will take... Oh, it sucks so bad. One from each, I think. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, I spend one guy, or one wood, and the guy I just razzed to put another raid oh, card in. So now I get three points per raz. Dang it! Stupid. Not doing that. Meh. I don't care about that. This is so dumb. This is just awful. Okay. I am going to spend two, well, a, a stone, a coin, and a wood to build an apartment. Okay, what does that do? It's stupid. It gives me one point for each gold building in my empire, which is, oh, two. Two oh, points. Good. Two points. But at least I get to draw a card, so I will draw this one. Okay, I'm going to spend one wood to build a new forest God in my it. deal. Your turn again. You ever just want to, like, throw your deck in the air and... I mean, no. <laughs> I want to throw it on the ground. It's your turn. <laughs> Alright, I spend two coins as two stones and uh, this building and put in a Sphinx Alley, which gets me a gold coin and a point. Okay, 21. Alright, I'm going to raz this, which gets me three points and three wood. One, two, three. And three wood. Your turn. I can't do anything. Ooh, can I use this as a apple? A coin as an apple? Yeah, it's a good. Okay, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to make a deal <laughs> and get a sword. Okay. Well. Okay. I am going to use two wood and a stone to build Mama's Baths, and I get one guy for each pink building in my thing, maximum of three, which is three. Okay, so two wood, I get three guys. Right. One, two, three. Your turn. Okay, I'm going to use my sword to raise my village, so I get two guys and a wood. Okay. Um, I'm going to raise this Mama's Baths, which gets me a guy, a wood, a fruit, guy, wood, fruit, and three points. One, two, three. Guy, wood, fruit. Yep. Your cards seem to be doing so much better than mine. Like, stupidly so. I don't know. It's your turn. I'm going to spend these two guys to get a card. I'm going to take a common. Okay. I'm going to spend these two guys to get one of my faction cards. Nicole, back to you. That was a waste. An absolute waste. <laughs> what are you doing over there? 
nothing. I can't do anything. I'm just, it's a waste. good okay I spend these two wood to put in a lumberjack's root which gets me two wood so I'll just keep those and put that in okay I'm gonna spend one wood and put in this primeval forest which gets me two wood so I get another wood back so your turn again that doesn't do me any good Okay, I'm going to spend a wood and a coin to put in Gold Creek, which is production. I'm just going to put it here, um, which gets me a gold coin. Okay. I spend two wood to put in the pig farmer. Right there. That's not going to do me any good. That's not either. No. What are you doing? I'm thinking. Okay. I'm going to spend. <laughs> that was a question mark at the end of that. I know. <laughs> spend. It is. Um, I'm going to spend these two coins to on my Sphinx Alley, so I gain two points. Okay. One, two. Uh, I'm going to spend a guy and a fruit, if you can believe it, on my pig farmer and gain two points as well. One, okay. two. I spend a wood and a coin to build a pig farmer. Oh, hey, I got one of those. <laughs> um, I think the next thing I'll do is spend two guys to get a faction card for me. Okay. Just... Careful with your mic there, baby. Oh, what'd I do? Did I hit it? Yep. Okay. Now your turn again. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay. I pass. I spend this guy and a stone to build in this, which is a stone pit. And the stone pit gets me a sword and a rock, so I get my rock back with a sword. I take two guys, get another faction card. And I get... Um, I'm going to spend two wood... And my my raised or whatever you want to call it house down here to build in a century tower, which gets me a guy back and a sword. Okay. And hold on, I'm still going. Oh, I know you're still going. Uh, I'm going to raz my pig farmer, which gets me three more points, a guy, a tomato, and a wood. So. One, two, three. Flip that over to a 50 because you're at 52 points to my 23. So what was I saying I got? I Whatever. got a guy, a tomato, and a wood. Okay. Uh, I'll use two of my guys to get another faction building. Um, I spend two wood and this Raz location to build it, and it will be a chapel. Then, just to get this over with quick. Please. Because I can <laughs> gain more points, but I'm not going to. Well, you can, go ahead, go for go for it. Well, it's just, it, the only go thing is- Go for the glory. Okay, 
Go for the high score. I used two you guys. You can do it. I used two guys to get a common card. Okay. And I use, I don't have the wood to build it, but I can raz it out of my hand for two more cards. Okay. So I, when I raz, I get three, three points. Three points. One, two, three. And you get two cards. And two cards. So I'm going to take both uh, common cards. Yeah. And I can probably build this. Oh, I could. This is amazing. So I use these two guys to get a wood, which gives me a wood and a stone so I can build the armor, which lets me put another sword into my deal. And then I raz that location for a stone, wood, a point, and three points. So four more points. One, two, three, four. And a stone and a wood. Ooh, sorry, love. Just trying to help and, and I punched you right in the fist. <laughs> <clears throat> I think I might be at a standstill now. No, you got you can get more cards, right? Can't well, you? <clears throat> no, you no, can't. No, I can't, I'm done. That's it? Can you build that one? I can't. <clears throat> I pass. Really? You can't yep. build that one? Why not? What's it called for? Two wood. Oh, and you got plenty of stone and only one wood. Right. So I end, I pass right there, and I discard, if you can believe it, I discard two fruit, a wood, and the four stone at the end of right. my game. So these go away. I still had a card in my faction deck. Can you believe that? I can believe that. One. Yeah. All right. Um, we got to clean up and do scoring. Not much point, but okay. Right. Do you, well, do your, go ahead and do your score. We'll just, so we can know. <laughs> I got 16. 17, 18, 19. I got 28 points. So you went to 51, is that right? Yeah. So you've already beat me before you've even counted in any of your faction cards. Because so wait, you're at 59. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 21 times 2. So I had 42 more points, which would have put me at 101 points. Wow. Right? Yeah, 101. So I beat you 101 to 51. I beat you by 50. Yeah. All right, Nicole. So I won that game, but you have won this entire tournament. The final score of our tournament was actually three games for Nicole and two for me. So you know what that means. What? You get your jingle. I Here love it my is. Jingle. Yes. <laughs> so there you go, Nicole. You won. It just seems like there should be more to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's as much as you get. <laughs> um, so what did you like about this game, Nicole? The components. Do you? <laughs> the components? They're amazing. They're pretty good for a card game. Yeah. You get quite a few little tokens. Yeah, the tokens, you've got like, I mean, the little fruit are just little cute little apples. The little meeples are little pink guys. Uh, the little uh, sticks actually look like little, little, little sticks. Yeah. Um, and the stones are, you know. Stonish. Kinda, yeah, they're stony looking. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, the components were really nice. The cards are nice. The artwork's nice. Right. Um, Artworks are like puffy little guys, little happy cartoon guys. Yeah. Which I find uh, kind of funny because how aggressive this game is and how much you, you uh, go at each other. I thought those were, it was kind of a funny art choice. Yeah. Because, I mean, even the even the swords are puffy looking. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And 
you're attacking. <laughs> what else do you like? Sword. Anything else you like? Um, I mean, it was fun. It was, it was slightly imbalanced, though, I felt like. How so? Well, like the barbarians, I just don't think they can be defeated. I you just don't? don't? No. Really? Yeah. Every game that they, pl- that they were played, they won. You played the barbarians twice to win twice. I played the barbarians once and won. Right. And then I also won with the Japanese and the Egyptians the first time we played them. Right. But not when we played them against the barbarians. Right. So we did this like this. This is how we decided what we were going to play. We did barbarian Romans right off the bat because, because that's, that's what the, the, book, recommended. the book suggested that. Then we flip-flopped that and she played barbarians. I played Romans and the Romans lost both times. Then we played Japanese and Egyptians and then uh, I, she won as the Japanese and I lost as the Egyptians, and we flip-flopped that, and I lost as the Japanese, and she won as the Egyptians. So we decided, since her highest score was the Egyptians, that we would play it versus the most winning faction, which was the Barbarians. And since I had already lost the game, lost the actual tournament, I would get to have the Barbarians so that I would have the most fair. Right. But then I did something sneaky, didn't I? Yes, I played, I, I, I told her, I said, look, I'm going to do my best to be more, more competitive next game. And she was like, I don't care. You're going to lose anyways. And she was just being kind of a jerk about it. Whatever. <laughs> so I decided I was going to play a solo game and just try to figure out these barbarians. I knew that if I wasn't competing against someone else and worrying about what they were going to do, maybe I could optimize this, this barbarian deal. So while I was off at work. <laughs> I played one single solo game. food in your mouth. <laughs> So You stayed home and didn't what? This game has a solo version built in. And I, I played the solo version where you have a computer kind of player, not a computer player, but an AI that attacks randomly and builds a couple of, of buildings every turn. And these buildings get added to their little stack of cards where if they get a certain number, if they build more faction car cards in their little stack than you had faction cards built, they win the game. Well, that was not a problem. I, I built the bar. I did the barbarians, and I I started. I went through the deck, and actually went through card by card, which is something I'd never done with the other factions until this moment, and figured out the only thing these guys have that's unique is they have the ability to get points when they burn up cards. And so then I just started trying to burn up cards while I was playing the solo game, and I ended up scoring really high, like three times higher than I had ever scored. Like I scored yeah. over a hundred and fifty points. Okay, and our games were common, like my game at least, was commonly around 50 points, just shy of. Right. So I was like, okay, I think I figured out what this faction is. Now, each of these factions has sort of a, a nuance to them. The I think the Barbarians is probably the simplest, but whenever I looked at the Egyptian deck, it really truly looks like they just need to generate gold and buy points. Right. And they just have to. And And as another player that you're looking at the Egyptians, you should be trying to raise whatever, you know, plots of land that they have that generate points with gold. And you can stifle how many points, because I watched you on the turn you beat me as the Egyptians, you bought 40 points or something like that in the last, like, turn and a half. Right. It was Yeah, but that, it, <coughs> I just had the right cards on that one. Right, right. That last, on the recording episode, it was right. not and the, the recording, case. Recording wasn't very... I mean, she did get a I bad draw. I just couldn't get any cards to do anything. Because <clears throat> she had scored 81 the game before with the Egyptians. And I, I'm going to tell you, during the recorded game, I didn't attack her a single time. Yeah. I didn't take. I didn't stifle her. I didn't stop her at all. There was no point. I did nothing. All I did was stick to my game plan of burn up my cards, 
generate people to get more cards, generate, you know, points whenever I burn up cards and keep moving forward. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I really, I really just, just know that, that she had some poor luck on that fifth game, but I don't think she still would have won. But I still think the barbarians are overpowered. They're pretty powerful. I don't, I don't know how you beat them. I don't know what, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be interested in playing it again to to <laughs> so see he, if they can be beat. Here's what now we did. We also played just to further this discussion. We also have Fifty First State, the master set, which we played a game of today, just before recording this, to make sure we could talk about it clearly because these games are very similar. In very fact, similar. The Imperial Settlers is based on Fifty First State, which is a dystopian Mad Max kind of setting. But, I thought it was the opposite. Fifty First State was based on Imperial Settlers. No. Really? Yes. Weird. Fifty First State, the original version, came out several, several years ago. Oh. Like five years ago. Oh, and, I didn't and, even know. And this one, this one just came out a couple of years ago. So, so here's the deal: the the original game, like Fifty First State, doesn't have faction cards. Throw that right. out the window. You still have a faction board that generates your own resources and then gives you a different buying uh, ability than, than the other, than the, uh, just like Imperial Settlers. But Imperial Settlers doesn't have like a unique transfer of money. You know, there's no right. money system in there. Because one of the things that, that Imperial Settlers does that 51st State doesn't do is Imperial Settlers has a recipe to purchase cards on every card. You'll look at it and it'll say, it takes a stone and a wood and a guy and you can build this card, right? Right. <laughs> On the other one, there's just a number and that's how many gray tokens you have to turn in to to complete the distance to build, to get to and control this, this area or right. whatever it is. And in order to get the gray tokens in the first place, you have to be able to have cogs <laughs> that you right. can only sell once. So there's an extra step to do this, like imagine that you you and it's limited, right? So you're gaining goods just the same. Like this, like this one had, you know, fruit and stone and wood. The other one has cogs and guns and gasoline and bricks, <laughs> right? And bricks. They have another one, and they also have their their version of gold is bullets, right? <laughs> that acts as a wild card for goods. But now you have to convert those to an extra step. To these these contact tokens, which are these just like little cardboard chits with an arrow on them, and, and those, they're either gray, red, or blue, right? Or there's one that's all three colors, right? That's that's America, <laughs> red, white, and blue. The gray. Uh, <laughs> we're a little dirty these days. I don't know. Anyhow, but the, anyways, the uh, <laughs> so you have this extra conversion step that you have to do in that. Uh-huh. Uh, you still now, and then now all you're doing is drawing off a common pile, but you also get these two little bonus cards that come out every turn that give you some of these extra little yeah, the merchants contact and the, tokens. They're not thugs. They're well, one of them's a thug, but one of them's just right. I don't know. Whatever Another guy. weird thing about this is like in the other game, you could use in which could, other game in, in Imperial Settlers, you could do whatever you you know whatever faction abilities you had on your faction little board. You could do them as many times as you want, as opposed to 51st State, where you can only do these conversions one time per type. Yeah, it says, like, at the bottom, there's, like, action. You have to convert one gun into two uh, red tokens. Right. Or one gasoline into two or three or however many blue tokens. Mm -hmm. And you literally could do it one time 
per turn. That's right. it. But in my, in That's, the, it was super limiting. <laughs> but in playing it, I found out there's a lot more generating cards in the common deck than there were in Imperial Settlers, where I could play like a couple tokens down here and generate more of whatever I needed. And I was doing right. that. I was, I was finding a, a way to do that. Another thing that's different is on your faction board in Imperial Settlers, you get to keep a certain type of good every turn, and you don't get to keep any goods in 51st State. No. You use what you can, and you throw a lot of stuff away. Which is a little different than what you would think based on the theme, because right. if you're in some apocalyptic universe, mm -hmm. you're going to use every scrap of everything. Right. You're not going to throw anything away. Right, because you're... So you're I, think that, I, thought that I was, was throwing weird. away cogs like crazy, because I just, just by circumstance, the, the cards I could play out were cogs. Right. They're cog-generating cards. So I had way too many cogs every turn, and I would throw away like four of them. Right. And the only way to keep them is if you is if you find a location that's like a vault or something like that, stuff, or a warehouse, a and you can store them in there. Yeah. That's the only way you can store gear, like any kind of thing. Now, in Imperial Settlers, they have a card like that where you can save any goods at all, but it's all your goods. You can just store in that card yeah. anything left over. This one, you can store three yeah. on one of the cards. <laughs> so it's Yeah, 51st I mean, State was a lot more unforgiving. But it played faster. It was a lot faster, which made it better. I think it felt like a little more fun. Yeah. And it, what's weird is I think the I think the box time is different though. Yeah. Imperial Settler says it's a forty-five to ninety minute game. Right. And no. the other one said ninety or sixty to ninety minutes. Sixty to ninety. And but I don't think it was. I think you have to reverse those numbers. I think so too. Because it took us forever to get through Imperial Settlers <laughs> because you're not limited right. on your resources. So you can keep gaining and the production is just out the window, you get, keep right. getting so much stuff, and you're able to use every last bit of it, which takes right. forever. Right. Whereas in 51st State, you're so limited on how much you can use, you right. go through your turns pretty quick. You're also, but I guess the problem is with uh, 51st State is it's not a set amount of turns. On right. Imperial Settlers, you're going to play five turns. <laughs> 51st State, you're playing until somebody hits 25 points, then you finish out that turn and you're done. Something I read about uh, Imperial Settlers is that to win this game, you just need to draw the most cards. Yeah. And I think that's true for both games. If you uh, can be know. the person I... drawing the most cards, no. you're probably going to have the, the options you need. Eh. And whenever you would win against me in Imperial Settlers, you were running your faction decks out every time. That last game, you only got through half your deck. I got all the way down to one card. Yeah, see, that's exactly why I disagree. <clears throat> Imperial Settlers, absolutely, you have to get as many cards as possible. Right. 51st State, I think I wasted too much time getting more cards on yeah. a couple of cards where I could have used them for other purposes, like getting, you know, getting points. I, I didn't build right. up enough point generating. I wasted right. those Let cards. Let me tell you, that's, that's, that is probably the single most like favorable thing I like about 51st over Imperial. Okay. Imperial can claim a little superiority in the fact that it has these individual guys, and if you know their decks and you know how to play them and you're able to get those cards in play, you can exploit some optimal strategy for each faction. Great. Once everybody knows that, we all just play to the luck of the cards and the game's over. Uh -huh. You know? 51st State is a race to points. Right. You don't play five turns. 
you play till tw- so till somebody crosses twenty five points outside of their fa- outside of their buildings they have in their their little area in their right. town. And then the game that signifies that's the last action turn of the game. Right, you get that to finish out that turn. Incredibly more satisfying to me to race for points and yeah. not have to wait for someone to build this ultimate kill me machine, where I'm waiting for them to play out their last turn for a half an hour because they can just keep generating more goods and more goods and more goods. It's awful. Right, waiting for that to play out in Imperial Settlers. 51st state doesn't do that. Yeah. I can shove my way till 25 points and just barely cross that line like I did in our game just now and and force you into the situation of how do I gain these points because I'm going to lose this game. Well, here's the thing, though. Yeah. I think, I think Imperial Settlers is easier to learn, though. You do? Yeah. Maybe. Because there's no conversion of goods <laughs> to tokens that they, that then can be used for other purposes. It's just your goods are the tokens. You just if it says you need apples, you get apples and you use apples. Right. You don't have to get an apple in order to turn it into a token that can be then used for right. this, but only if it's worth these this many points. If it's if it's got a 1 on it, you only need 1. If it's got a 3, you need 3. Right. Wait, what? That aspect, by the way, is the only negative thing I will say about 51st state is that second conversion. Yeah. That, but that, I, that get the resource and then have to convert the re- resource. I guess the only the conversion think, of resources. I think in an odd way, that's what streamlines it so much more over the other because you can't just keep. You got to play efficient in fifty first state. Yes, it's it's you have to play a lot more efficient than 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 imperial because imperial you can just. I mean, here's the strategy for imperial: get tons of cards. Always grab production for the first three turns. For all turns. I mean, I mean, I'd say first three, no matter what. Yeah. You can start focusing towards point gaining sometime at the beginning of turn four or halfway through turn four, and that's what you're going to play. That's that's strategically what you just do. I'm right. just telling you. And all your points are going to generate in those last two turns, which is over half of the game, which brings me to my biggest complaint okay. about Imperial Settlers. 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 <laughs> I knew I was going to lose... Every single game I lost at the end of turn three, yeah. which isn't the halfway point of the game. No. If you look at game time, the halfway point is a little bit into turn four is the halfway point. Now, yeah, if I know I've lost. turn one is I've like lost, five minutes max. And you know you've lost yeah. at the end of turn three. You can just see how much they're generating versus you, and you can see what cards are in your hand, and you'll know. Yeah. You'll know when you start turn four, you've lost the game. And that it's not going to go your way. And then you sit around. Now, we would play. We played on average. And this is, you know, somewhere around 75 to 90 minutes. That was 75-minute game was pretty fast for us. Right. That's the fastest game we ever had. Most of them were 90 minutes to two hours. Right. That's for a two-player game, not a four-player game. The box absolutely lies about the game time for that. Yeah. Unless you're an absolute expert, there's no way you're going to pull four players off in 90 minutes. That's hogwash. Yeah. There's no way. Hogwash. Okay. Okay. So my biggest complaint is, is that you sit there for over half the game and know you lose and you just have to wallow in your misery and go through the pantomime of having a good time, losing and losing and losing and not making any ground for like another 45 minutes to an hour. Right. It's terrible like that. Okay. So let's, we've kind of gone off kilter of, we didn't do our likes 
versus our dislikes. We just had to have a conversation about this. That's all our likes and dislikes. Let's just go to our ratings. (laughs) What's your difficulty to teach this? On Imperial Settlers? We'll we'll do both that and 51st State since we've combined them. Why not? Because we're never going to feature 51st State at this point. Um, I think Imperial Settlers is a three and 51st State is a four. Really? Yep. I think they're both threes. Okay. I really think they're about the same. You got one extra conversion. I think that, that if you look at competency to play, 51st State's easier to grasp. I think it's easier to buy stuff and transfer cards in this one. So I think they even out a three for me. Okay. Both. And so, overall rating? I give this one a... Which one's this one? This is Imperial Settlers. I give it a two. I still give it a three, but I wouldn't, I'm wouldn't. i going to have to find a different audience. I can't play it with you. I give 51st State. I'm going to have to say three because it doesn't quite make four for me. But this one... In 51st State, I feel like I have I have a, an ability to make a comeback all the time. And we're only playing to 25 points, and that's not that big a stretch. This one, I just wallow in misery for two turns in a row that, that are 45 minutes long, and I hated losing this game so much. It was agony. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm probably with you. I'm probably going to give Imperial Settlers a two as well, just because it's the imbalance for me. Yeah. That's that's what I didn't hate the game, but I really <laughs> hate the imbalance of right. it. I don't feel like it's a fair game, mm-hmm. and especially I absolutely do not feel like you can play this an experienced gamer with an inexperienced. You'll gamer. destroy them. Not, every not, time. not not gamer, but in this game, like if you have played this game more than right. more than once, mm-hmm. and you're playing against somebody who's never played it before, I guarantee you're gonna win, unless right. they're just like you know. Crazy right, it falls smart. into that category of you can only play it with experienced players or else you're just exercising, you know, how much you like to stomp on people. Because you already know the cards that are available. You already know the tricks of getting that one card that gives you, you know, a point for every gray building you already right. have in your tableau and you've got 15 gray cards. You <laughs> well, know? I mean, that's that's the truth is that the truth is, is that. Imperial Settlers was a traded game, and it's going right back on the trade pile, yeah. whereas 51st State's going to find gonna a place keep. in our collection still. And Wait, I didn't give it a rating. <laughs> I thought you did. What was 51st for State? 51st State, I'll go for a three. Hi, that, three. There you go. Hi, three. There you go. And you know what that means, Nicole? We're done. That is the end of this episode. Okay. Now, don't forget that we have a Twitter account, at TA Board Games. You can go there and follow us. I don't post much. Maybe twice a year I'll say, hey, something's on sale. I said the Fantasy Flight sale was on. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Other than that, I'll just tell you the episode's out for the most part. Uh, you can also uh, like our uh, our Talk About Board Games Facebook or our Talk About Board Games Instagram. You could I try and post things out. on Instagram here and there. Like, you know, <laughs> I did our Christmas haul on there. Right. I posted a picture of our... 20-sided die light fixture. There you go. If you're interested in that. Now, have you guys been to our website, talkaboutboardgames.com? Because there's not much to see there, but if you click the forum button at the top <laughs> left of the page, this will land you at our Board Game Geek Guild, and you can join up and be part of the show. Now, your input will steer our conversation and allows us to discover some of those gems that are sitting in your collection. Now, it's a new year, and it's time for re- time for the re- reflection is over, okay? Okay. So the next episode, we do an extended-length cardboard of tomorrow with guild input, hopefully, and uh, we will look towards the upcoming releases of 2017. Uh. And finally, we're going to make good on our promise to the people 
I think it was back in September we made this promise, that we promised to boldly go where this podcast has never gone before when we play Star Trek Fleet Captains. Thanks for listening. hate you right now. Why do you take the card I want every time? Okay, that. Okay. Well, you get to do it the first time this time. Boy, those are terrible. These are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>